tattoo teenage do 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 alien fighters do 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 tattoo teenage alien fighters from Beverly Hills really you're still fucking singing that thing what the hell's wrong with you it's been like long enough you should be done with that look I just I can't get it out of my head it's stuck there I, I I've listened to so much other music but this, it's just that's not okay did, did you at least bring something else for us to talk about for the in-flight entertainment for this week? Dude, I brought Tattoo Teenage Alien Fighters. I, I bought it. I got it from their email from Dustin. I bought it on Amazon. <sighs> Whatever. We both know it's your job to provide the entertainment. It's my job to fly the fucking plane, you alcoholic piece of shit. I thought it was your job this week. It's never my fucking job. <sighs> shit, we really fucking need something. Uh, um, uh, excuse Wait, me? What the, who the fuck are you? How are you in our cockpit? Wait, did you bring me a drink? Uh, did no. you not lock the fucking door again? It's easier for the for the flight attendant to bring me my drinks if the door is unlocked. I've told you this like at least fifteen times. No, I'm not. I'm not a flight attendant. I, I'm I'm back in coach. I was trying to find the bathroom, and I was I just followed the smell up here. Hey, do we have an air marshal on this plane? Uh, probably not. Fuck. Um. So, you said something about a bathroom? Yeah. No, that's just him. He smells like piss and alcohol all the time. I I resent that comment. That's that's unfortunate. Also, there's like normally there's like a movie playing in the back of the seats, but n- nothing was playing. Yeah, this idiot didn't uh, do his job. Oh well, I, I have something. Uh, okay, I mean I'm down for anything at this point. What like, do you got? We have to have something. It's part of our job. They'll fire us if we don't play something. So this week on Copilot's review. <laughs> Justice, Josh, and our passenger. Well, Chris, first thing, thank you for being here. Um, You're saving our fucking asses. I apologize to any other passengers on the flight. There's only so much I can do, and I've just been distracted so much by the tattoo teenage alien fighters. I've from heard Beverly that Hills. song way too many times. Have you ever tried to fly an entire transatlantic flight and hearing that the entire fucking time? I mean. No, but I can only imagine. I, I'm sure it was wonderful. That that's, that song is definitely one of the best <laughs> opening theme songs we've seen in a long time. It, it wasn't, but okay. So, Vampire Diaries. I mean, it's a show, right? Like, yeah. About vampires? I mean, I, I, would, I would think. Okay, so I, I just have to, like, I want to put this out there, right? Top of the episode, mm-hmm. right? Huge guilty pleasure is the whole like supernatural teenage dra- drama oh, genre. Same here, Chris. You're a passenger after my own heart. Can I tell you one of my favorite TV shows of all time is Teen Wolf? Yes, judge me, listeners. Teen Wolf, it's so good. I mean, he's actually not wrong. I I did. And then there was it. Being Human. And Being True Human blood. is not the teen thing. It's it's fine outside of that. It's great. I don't know what you're talking about. Sam Witwer is obviously only in the show for women. I mean, he's also a great actor, but <laughs> have you seen him with his shirt off? I mean, he's also there for me. I'm just going to put that out there. You're... Okay, fine. You're right. I concede. Okay. So, Vampire Diaries, episode one is titled Pilot. Um, I think that's almost how we got the name of our show, right? Pilot. Uh, ep- no, that doesn't sound right. Oh. Anyways, it's a pilot. The show starts with some opening narration. Uh... <clears throat> For over a century, I have lived in secret, hiding in the shadows. 
this, all alone in the world. This narration's given over some spoopy woods, and then it kicks into a soft rock track, and we see a car driving down a foggy highway. In our car, we see a couple talking about a concert they just went to. Is this just True Blood again? I mean, yeah. For those of you who are unaware, uh, we actually did watch True Blood and do a review of it. It's really long and a pain in the ass to edit, so you may not be seeing that anytime soon. Somehow, two hours of television became three and a half hours of podcast, and I don't want to blame the alcohol, but it might have been because I was drunk. It's because he was drunk. <laughs> He's always drunk. So, they're talking about a concert they went to, and the guy's talking about how it was just like a knockoff James Blunt. And I actually had a pause here because I didn't remember who James Blunt was. So, I with I a no quick Spotify search, <laughs> we found James Blunt, who you may remember from the song, You're Beautiful. It was a hit in 2003. You're beautiful. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're beautiful. It's true. Mm-hmm. So, after a quick James Blunt break oh, to that song... <laughs> We picked back up. Yep. And I actually have to agree. The guy's right. We don't need more James Blunt's making one-hit wonders out there. Yeah, the one song's fine. he's got like actually like four number one hits or something, so... That doesn't sound right. But I only knew the one. They're going down this back road, right? Cruise along. When suddenly there's there's a man in the middle of the road. And I'll be goddamn. They smack him full... Shattered windshield rolls up over the car, splatters the guy. And but uh, mind you, they do do the good thing, right? Mm-hmm. They stop. They go to check. He but, tells her to call the police. But well, obvi- someone. Obviously. The, the word vampire is in the title of the show. This guy's a vampire. No, like, no, he's not a vampire. He yeah. Him. Yeah, he gets attacked because, uh, you know, the immediate moral lesson of the show, don't do the right thing, a vampire will attack you. I think the moral lesson is just don't do the right thing or somebody will drain you of all, all, of all that you have. <laughs> God, metaphors. I mean, yeah, no, you're right. I, I guess the vampire was a bit too specific. Yeah, vampires aren't real. Uh, wait, they're not? Yeah, we don't have to give them rights. They don't get the right to vote. <laughs> vampires don't get the right to vote. We just talked about true blood. Clearly vampires get the right to vote. As long as they make themselves known citizens, they cannot hide in the shadows like this. They must present themselves and accept their citizenship. Hey, Chris, w- welcome to a quick brief on supernatural politics. We've tackled ghosts. We briefly touched on alien politics, but that got a little too real too fast. <laughs> and now we're on vampire politics. Where do you stand on whether or not blood-sucking maggots should be able to vote and have rights? I think rights? they're perfectly acceptable citizens as long as we make sure we know who the vampires are. Listen, 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 listen. What two consenting supernatural creatures do in the dead of night is... Of no business to me. Yeah, right? but but you just noted we need to know they're supernatural creatures, I right? Think, I think so. I think we need a system to keep track of these supernatural beings. Maybe they could like I don't know, like if they were like a weird like symbol of symbol on like the sleeve of their shirt or like on their chest or something, or maybe even like an ID number. So yeah, I think the real issue is we just can't give vampires rights regardless of how we track them because. It's not like ghosts. Ghosts aren't an issue, right? Like, the worst they do is maybe break a, break a couple things. Vampires actively eat us. That is their, that is what they do. We are cows to them. I mean, that's not even the worst part. I mean, some of us are cows to everybody, but... Sure. That's not even the worst part, though. They literally just hide in the shadows, manipulating the government and the wealth, and hoard it all for themselves, and leave us to suffer in what's left. But hey, what cr- about emotional vampires? I mean, I know a few of those. But, um... Hey, Chris... 
spoilers for the audience. Chris here has watched way more than two episodes of the yeah. show. <laughs> so what we're doing here is a bit different from a normal thing. I have a quick, a quick question, Chris. Yeah. He talked about vampires pulling the strings from the shadows in mm-hmm. the in the big government. Mm-hmm. Is that a thing in Vampire Diaries ever? Okay, so I'm gonna go ahead and put like the exact like there are seven seasons. Okay. Right? Yeah. I'm on season five, episode nineteen. Okay. And this, the first season was 2009, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, okay. And the last season was 2017. That's a bit of a run. Yeah. Um, I, but, so, as far as I know, kind of, sort of, they are definitely, a la Vampire the Masquerade, running several cities. Like, they have, like, infested cities and that kind of thing. And Vampire the Masquerade, for the non-initiated, is a tabletop role-playing game published by White Wolf. Which, if you're not sure what a tabletop role-playing game is, think D&D, but... D&D is not the only fucking game that exists for them people. Guys, it's just Dungeons and Dragons. It's Dungeons and Dragons with vampires. Woo! And a better system. So, okay, so there is a little bit of vampire politics in the show. Though. Yeah. Okay. okay. So, but what we're doing with this episode is, we have, as you clearly know by now, a guest. What, what we've done here is... A, we rude, like, a rude guest that just walked in without even right. bringing me alcohol. I mean, in my defense, I like still haven't been able to pee. Oh, you're not going to be able to. None of the bathrooms work on this plane. Oh. I don't know why the flight attendants didn't say that. That's supposed to be part of the spill, but whatever. He got it cheap on eBay. like. Oh, yeah. I fucking own this plane. It's mine. <laughs> Dude, I paid like 250 bucks for this fucking plane. I mean, I'm surprised it even takes off like half the time. Can I... <laughs> no, there's no getting off this shit. Uh, we do not have parachutes, and oh. none of the safety precautions Well, we work. do have parachutes. No, we don't. I just, I know we have parachutes. I bought them, like, at the... We only have the two. We don't tell the passengers. No, I'm talking about the ones for the passengers. I, I specifically got some for the passengers. Guys, I'm, I'm fine. I'm already wearing shoes. I don't need another pair of them. Okay. But anyways, so we let our passenger here pick our show for us, and we, the co-pilots here, watched the first two episodes. And we've allowed them to join in with us. They promise to, to the best of their ability not to spoil anything past the first two episodes. Sorry, that was my bad asking questions. I'm an inquisitive one. Yeah. He's the one that will Google stuff when we're not supposed to. You want to know how much stuff I ruined for myself by Googling? Like five things. And then I, you had to ruin them for me because you suffered. I wasn't even trying to like ruin stuff. I just wanted to know the the age of the actors playing the characters. But, yeah, no. But Google auto-populates. But anyways, with that brief explanation out of the way... I think we should pick back up. And a man just got hit by a car, turned out to be a vampire, and killed another man. And I want to point out, like, that you do the classic no-signal cliche where Darren, the random guy's name, gets eaten, right? And mm. Lady, who's name a nutcatch, throws open the door and is like, There's no signal! That's obviously just the vampire being smart in his hunting grounds, right? He chose this spot because he knew there's no phone signal there. Yeah. Like, he did, he... he He's a smart predator. That's why we can't give vampires rights. Uh, <laughs> again, I think if as long as we know who they are, it's fine. But anyways, so she freaks out and goes to run away. But and she, have you ever fucking tried to run from a vampire? But yeah, she also gets Or eight. run against a vampire. I'm sorry, we're done with the politics. Never mind. She also gets eight. Although she gets eight off screen. Yeah. And then we get a splash screen for the title. You'll see the splash screen a lot. Like, at least twice per episode. 100%. Commercial breaks start. Yeah, it it's. I've seen more splash screens. So then it's daytime now, and we see some weird fuck on top of a roof. Cause why not? 
Is this Daniel Radcliffe? I mean, what if it was a good movie, but no. Oh, okay. <laughs> and he's, of course, because, as I just said, a weird fuck, soliloquy time on top of a roof. It's more vampire narration. Also, I had to stop and wonder here if we were doing Twilight stuff because a vampire's out in the daylight. And... So, he does the, like, oh, I'm so dark and broody. And then he jumps off the roof. Okay, so, True Blood, Being Human, the Twilight films, right? <laughs> the special effects... Blade. Right? Blade. Yeah. The special <laughs> effects of a vampire jumping off, a roof, <laughs> jumping off a Dracula roof untold. onto the ground. John Carpenter's vampires. Never looks good. <laughs> no, no, it does not. Ever. Like, I don't understand why filmmakers hadn't learned, like, you show them jumping off, like, jumping off, you cut to them laying on the ground, right? If you do the whole, whoo, all the way down, it looks bad. Horrible. Yeah. So, uh, we get a bit about him saying the entire reason why he's come back to this place is because of her. He, he needs to, to know her. Who the fuck her is, we don't know. It's pretty obvious that when we cut to a girl writing in her diary. Oh, di- a, a diary? A but diary. The, but the opening of the show was, was a vampire writing a diary. Wait, so is she a vampire? Can, can I spoil something? Because I learned it by Googling for a character's age. Sure. She becomes a vampire. Who knew? Oh, fuck, no. Also, a vampire but- romance that ends with... The non-vampire becoming a vampire? Wait, the, but they're both writing in... A, are, the, are these the titular vampire diaries? Well, currently oh, one of them's a Oh, shit, there was an S on that. Also, quick quick aside. Do you guys know this is based on a book series? I did know this was based on a book series. I read the first book. Oh! Like, way back in middle school, because... Yeah, he read the first book. I, uh, Actually, I watched a spinoff series, Legacies, because I had no idea it was involved. Freshman year, maybe? Sophomore year? That's the I don't know. I, I, I was... Friends with a bunch of girls reading Twilight, and like they pushed me onto this after I finished Twilight. So Twilight are good books. Don't at me. New Moon's a terrible book. New Moon is the worst book, but You're books correct. are actually pretty good. <laughs> you are at one hundred percent correct. Jacob's the worst. <laughs> yeah. Ja- yeah. Jacob's is the worst. Worst in the fourth book. Jesus You're only Christ. important to me because I want to fuck your newborn daughter. <laughs> <laughs> this week on Copilots, we review the Twilight franchise. <laughs> Pivot. No, so we see the girl writing her diary, right? And then it transitions to, you see a young man, we learn very quickly it's her brother. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you also see the aunt that's raising them. Yeah, so, but in the diary, she tells talk about how she's going to put on a fake face at school because her parents are dead. And she doesn't think people are going to be okay with that anymore, so she has to pretend it's fine. I'll, be, I'll tell them I'm fine. Yeah, she doesn't oh, want to let her no. parents, she, she specifically says she doesn't want to let her parents' death define her. Out of... Out of everything you had to pretend to be fine about, I feel like if someone went, hey, your parents died, are you okay? And if you go, no, people will go, I get that, I understand it isn't. So we don't know this yet, but it's only been four months since her parents died. And I think if it's been four months since both of your parents died, it's okay to let that define you a little bit. I honestly think you're good for like a year and a half to two years, bare fucking minimum. Dude, dude. My, my maternal grandfather passed away in 2013, and I'm still fucked up. Yeah, my best friend died five years ago. Still I'm still fucked up. Me. Like, like after, four, after four months, you lose both your parents the same night, and it's like, I have to be fine. Man, when we get to that history teacher, Jesus Christ. I fucking hate that, man. It's great. So, these, so we, these are characters, right? And we immediately get into this trope that I think the CW is, like, the worst at that I cannot stand. So this actually, this scene right here is why I started Googling actor ages, because the main character, her name's Elena, her aunt, and her brother 
are all a year apart from each other. Well, two years from Elena and her aunt. But Elena is like 19 when they started filming this. Her brother is 20 when they started filming this, and he's playing a 15-year-old. And her aunt is a 21-year-old when they started filming this. They are visibly adults playing children, especially Jeremy, who we mentioned as a brother's yeah. name. Um, I cannot stand when adults play... It's not as bad as... I think the worst offender of, the, of that like trope is Glee. Yeah, yeah, so fucking bad. Fucking Finn from Glee. Like, I'm, or in, the, in a close second, Tobey Maguire playing Peter Parker in the Spider-Man movies. <laughs> yeah. I have less of an issue with that than you do. Okay. In general, just because I think actors should be, like, allowed to play outside of their physical capabilities. Although, Scarlett Johansson, please stop playing Asian women. Um, <laughs> but I think my issue with it is that Jenna, their aunt... Looks younger looks, than Elena? Actively looks younger than Elena. She is two years older in real life, but actively looks younger than her niece, who is she, she is supposed to be the guardian of. <laughs> yeah. That bugged me. That's why I was Googling ages. I was like, Jesus Christ, this can't be right. Like, come on. No, 100%. Uh, quick, uh, and then uh, I actually love Angela. Angela's great. Hey, um, did, hey, did you know? I won't do it. <laughs> excellent. Thank you. Thank you. But from then, uh, we learned that Aunt Jenna is now legal guardian of Jeremy. And, and she's studying for her master's or her doctorate or something? Something like that. I believe it's her master's. I don't think they... like so we, they, they don't say much. She's like, I have, I have a big test. Yada, yada, yada. Right? Uh, Can we should assume she's studying something useless like journalism? Uh, philosophy? She's, in, she's getting a master's in philosophy? I feel like philosophy has more merit nowadays than journalism. Um, well, Jenna and Jeremy and Elena are all like talking before school and before Jenna goes to to her, do whatever she needs to do for her masters. Wait, does something important happen here? Oh no! But in the background, there's there's oh. something we see in the background the news um, about the two people being killed last night, oh, and it, yeah. says, it calls it an animal attack. Classic. Because that's how you always come up vampire attacks or other supernatural being attacks. It was an animal because animals like to drain blood from things. The, it was an animal, the, 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 the chupacabra. <laughs> Yeah, it was it was an animal. It was a giant mosquito. That's why they have no blood. It was actually two giant mosquitoes. Hence the two bite marks. It was a mutated giant mosquito. It had two verbosca. <laughs> we think it escaped from a zoo. <laughs> it's real fucked up. That's scary as shit. But after this whole interaction, we see Elena being driven to school by her friend, her best friend, whose name I did not get until like halfway through the fucking thing. I I. Failed horribly at getting names this entire fucking, like, show. His note-taking for this was terrible. He, the, the second episode, I started to fade because I'd been up for 24-plus hours. But the first episode, I don't know why I could not catch a single fucking we name. We were at the end of this episode, and he's like, what's her name? And I'm like, Bonnie? And he's like, <laughs> is that her name? And I was like, dude, they've said it, like, 15 times this episode. I'm gonna, I'm just gonna put this out there, right? And it might be mean, I don't care. At some angles, Bonnie, super cute. Right? Other angles, Bonnie, Sid from Ice Age, where her <laughs> eyes are at least two feet apart. Everyone is, almost everyone in this fucking show reminded me of some other actor. Like, something about Elena vaguely reminded me of. Um, Victoria Justice. She just <laughs> vaguely looks like Victoria Justice. For him, it was Victoria Justice. For me, it was Rogue from the X-Men. Who I can't Anna Paquin. Anna Paquin. I think it's partially because, like, at the point where I really thought that she was in, like, a fucking grayish green it, it was just because it's, in, it's just because the True Blood, like, yeah. overlap. So it was, like, the shirt and then the True Blood overlap. 
One of the fucking characters kind of reminded me of Brandon Ralph. <laughs> like, the entire time I was sitting like, I, I think that's why I couldn't get anyone's name. I was just like, hey, that just, looks kind of like that actor. Just just to let you know, the, the, act, the character that reminded him of Brandon Ralph is Max. Does Max look anything like Brandon Ralph? Matt. It was when, they, when he was... Matt. No, it wasn't Matt. No, no, it was it was Stefan, if I remember correctly. It was... Oh, yeah, it's... No, no it was Damon. Damon, Because yeah. when he was first introduced, <laughs> th- there were some shadows that made his cheekbones more defined, which... Which is funny, because Stefan's the, the chin-cheek yeah, but, brother man. But Brandon Ralph has, like, that defined cheekbone, cheekbone yeah. and jawline, which, when we see Damon for the first time, who we'll get to, he's kind of in the shadows, so it adds more distinction to it. And it's because, and I do not know his actor's name, shout out, name of the actor, all of his acting is in his face. He does yeah. weird eyebrow mouth move. Yeah. Like, here's, here's a fun one Also, I think it's because his hair was like down almost bowl cut-ish, Damon, and it just reminded me of Brandon Routh's Todd Ingram with his vegan powers gone. Damon's like 34 playing a 24-year-old. So, fun fact, um, I guess a weird almost future spoiler, at some point, Elena briefly leaves the show, Right. And the reason that's really weird. That's which, fucking weird. The reason is because Damon's actor and Elena's actress were dating IRL, and she got pregnant. No, they broke up. Oh no! And weird. she was like, "I don't do that show anymore." It's so amazing that petty drama could ruin such a petty drama show. But also, she's like the actress. <laughs> like when they started filming, was like nineteen. Yeah, nineteen, and he was twenty-four. Mm, I don't remember. Thirty-four, right? I know. He, by the end of the series, he's like thirty-five, playing a twenty-four-year-old. Okay. So. Rewind some numbers. Maybe he was like 25, 26 when they started filming. So like, it's still like, hmm? not oh, hmm? it's kind of like, like no, it's kind of like the protagonist in Fire Emblem Three Houses and dating your. Stu- okay, oh, no, 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 Jesus no, no, Let's just continue with the show. So she's with her best friend Bonnie in the car on the way to school. And Bonnie's going on about how her grandmother um, told her that she's psychic. Not that her grandmother is psychic, but that Bonnie is psychic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I want to believe. Yeah. So Grams is like. It's also important to know that Grams is a drunk, so I mean, take her words yeah. with grains of salt. And Elena is giving her like the the, the yeah, lol. But in real life, like yeah, Bonnie, it's crazy. Yeah. Oh no, Elena's actually like for the first part of this car ride, not even giving her the yeah, lol. She's like giving her the yeah, you're talking. I'm gonna stare out the window and not even listen to a word you say. I'm so deeply traumatized by the death of my parents. I mean, I'm like. But apparently, Bonnie, like, completely believes her grandmother, or she seems to, and they're just kind of talking back and forth about she that. She doesn't believe her grandmother. She specifically says, like, she doesn't believe it, but, like, she's just going to be, like, Accept it's a dead it. horse, because yeah. it's a fun little thing yeah. to... Now, is it the start of this car ride, or the end of this car ride, where the music kicks in? Uh, I think it's the... It's, it's the end. It's the end. It's just after they hit whatever. Some the shit they, they, hit, they hit a crow. Oh, yeah, it is a crow. They hit a crow. It's the first crow. And Elena freaks out and kind of tenses up, and Bonnie freaks out. She's like, oh my god, are you okay? Yeah, you, were in a, you were in a fucking car accident. <laughs> and your parents died. Elena was, Elena's parents died She's in the only car person wreck. that cares, because she realizes four months is not a reasonable time to get over the death of parents. So this, this show, I am really curious to know what their budget is. Was because so the show doesn't right? It doesn't Yeah, okay. The songs that play aren't just like like unlicensed music. It's like mm. Billboard top ten. No, 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 like there's like I found a website that it just lists. It calls it the soundtrack for the episode, and like it's a legit list of like hits. Later this episode is the song "Kids" by MGMT. If you haven't listened to that song, go give it a spin. Because also a Taylor Swift song that we missed and didn't care about. 
Yeah, there's a Taylor Swift song I totally missed, and she was like super hot in 2009. Like, the, the mean, amount of bank that they had to drop to to have these songs, right? Like, I, I okay, imagine I'm gonna like, actual project. So, so everyone, 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 close your eyes. We're gonna actual project, okay? You are a 16 year old girl, right? We're watching the pilot of Vampire Diaries. You're so excited. Because, I can't see my notes anymore. <laughs> you're so excited because you read all, you read all the books, right? You're 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 you're, you're pumped, right? And like. This music starts playing. You're like, man, that's a hot track. So I just be a 16 year old me. I feel like if I had known this show. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> um, and then you pull out your phone. You fire up Shazam. Oh, my phone wasn't smart enough in 2009 <laughs> to Shazam shit. And you're Shazamming these tracks, man. Okay, you guys. But they like had to drop bang. So I think what's more likely here is CW is owned by Warner Brothers, and Warner Brothers is a music label. In addition to being a a TV productions label production house i don't know what the term for tv is i'm i'm doing a podcast about tv and i don't know the terms for tv um <laughs> but cw owns a bunch of the cw's parent company owns a bunch of music as well so it's highly likely that these bands are subsidiary are on subsidiaries of warner brothers and so they don't have to pay they're just like yoink yoink yeah that seems highly likely like damn makes sense like yeah. if i had a guess that's what most of the music but is yeah. It actually has a really good soundtrack, like we were getting out there, and it's surprising. So yeah. we end up with them at school. And I'm going to begin. Yeah, do it. My second pet peeve is that the extras at the school are teenagers. Yes. Some number of them are. Some number of them definitely are. So in the outside shot, all teenagers. Mm-hmm. Right? Look, looks great. The the interior shots in the, the classrooms. Hallway. The classrooms are so bad. If you it. if you look, any person that's wearing a Letterman is a thirty five year old man, right? Yes. I'm sure I've seen like five body men in the show already. It's just like any person Letterman is just like, man, my my con- I haven't had a gig in years. So I think the reason is is because when they were filming outside, they were probably filming on location to get that outside shot of the school. But then when they were filming. A lot of the stuff inside was probably on stage, on sound stages. So they were just using extras from the CW parking lot. They were like, we need people. <laughs> Here's 50 bucks. Stand over there. Hey, Dave. Uh, do, you, do you get that go-kart take? I mean, do you get that uh, golf cart taken back? Okay, cool, cool. Uh, you have a moment? We need you over on stage five. Can you wear this Letterman? It's kind of it's tight. I can make it work. So anyways, we, we get into the school. And Bonnie and Elena are literally talking shit about everybody they see. They're mingling it up very hard here. Yeah. And honestly, they don't really do anything important. They're just being... The most important part of this scene, Elena kind of gives a wave to her ex-boyfriend, and he kind of looks traumatized back at her. <laughs> Matt. Yeah. He's like... He he is the human embodiment of, like, a puppy dog. Like, like she waves... Does he, he become a werewolf? And then he... He's and a he turns, puppy dog man. And I he had turns to go and it. has these giant blue eyes. He's just like... Yeah, okay, giant Matt, eyes. I'm right. Matt, Fuck it. Matt said... And then he goes to class. Yeah. Um, then we meet one of Elena's other friends, Caroline, um, who I would not be able to remember the face of Caroline for basically this whole episode. I would see her and be like, oh, who, who's this new character? She's chatty blonde lady, though. So the moment she starts speaking, you're like, oh, okay, I remember. She's the one that talks in kinder speak. And then we jump outside of the school again. And Jeremy. Whose name we still don't know because for some reason TV shows hate giving me names to work with. Honestly, I feel like if we see a character, if we don't already know their name from someone talking about them before, we should learn their name within like the first two, 
three lines, or at least by the end of the scene at the end. It's such a pet peeve of mine. At one point in this scene, so Jeremy is giving pills to, to a girl named Vicky. Mm-hmm. Yes. Sidebar, Vicky deadass looks 30 years old. But He's also smoking I mean, something. She's just doing nonstop drugs, apparently. So at one point, Vicky looks up, looks at Jeremy, who so at this point they have not said his name, mm-hmm. right? And goes, Tyler! And then about five seconds later, another guy walks into frame and, like, starts kissing her. It's Vicky's boyfriend, Tyler. Tyler. But, like, for the longest time of my note-taking, I thought Elena's brother's name was Tyler. Yeah. And so Tyler's a bit of a douche to Jeremy because Jeremy's around his girlfriend. And, like, Vicky, Vicky's, like, a junior or senior. She's a junior because she's Matt's younger sister and Matt's a senior. And... Tyler's like a junior sophomore, and he has to be a junior because the complications later. <laughs> Jeremy is dead ass fifteen. Um, yeah, Jeremy's a freshman. So, oh, actually, Jeremy's a freshman. Vicky's a sophomore, and then Vicky's brother is a junior because none of them are seniors. Yeah, and that's like the bad. whole like the main character casting, like the cast, are all juniors. Yeah, yeah. Well, mm, no, yeah. Elena, I'm pretty sure Elena, Bonnie, Carol, like like you know the. Yeah, because they're all like sixteen. They're all like sixteen, seventeen. You're right. Yeah. yeah. So we just see that brief interaction, and then we cut back inside to Elena and Bonnie, and they see this guy who apparently they can recognize as super hot from the back. I assume just because he's wearing a leather jacket. So they recognize him as super hot from the back. My boy have no ass. He has no ass. I assume it's just because of the leather jacket. He got no ass. He's got a leather jacket that's not tight. His jeans aren't well fitted. There is no way to tell this man is attractive from the rear. He has hair. Okay. He, he looks like, like, I knew several guys in high school that looked just like him and dressed just like him. And let me assure you, girls are not going, I bet he's hot as fuck. Yeah. And this guy is talking to the secretary. And she's like, you have no immunization records, no transcripts. These are problems. And, and he just gives her the vampire eyes. And she's like, oh, yeah. He's like, totally okay. Yeah, he, he just compels her. Down, you have the papers I need. And she's like, everything is fine. These are, these are the papers you were looking for. <laughs> and these, these are the papers I'm looking for. Yeah. And he walks off. And walks out of the room. Yeah. And then we just see Elena see Jeremy go into a bathroom. And she follows him because I don't remember the cause to make her follow him. She he, just, he smells like pot. Oh, okay. Is that what it is? Because she, she walks in and she's like, Jesus Christ, class hasn't started. You're already stoned. And he says, he pushes her and says, Chill yourself. To which Elena says, Is that stoner talk? Chill myself? Stoner talk? Yeah. I want to say, A, I've never heard anybody say, Chill yourself. Unless it was an ice-based DC villain. (laughs) (laughs) That would be like the one of like 50. CW. Yeah, so, unless it was an ice-based DC villain... I've Icicle, never heard anybody Icicle say chill Junior, yourself. Also, <laughs> chill myself. Story talk. I was like, hey, we had to have a guest writer for a few lines. Uh, his only other work has been Reefer Madness, but <laughs> we think he should be fine for a few villains. Hey, 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 no. No. He had a small part in Fast Times at Ridgemont High. He wrote all the lines for Spicoli. All, so, all the lines for Spicoli. She does have a genuine concern here. She just doesn't want to see her brother destroy, destroy himself with drugs. Like, yeah. that's it, a, It's almost like his parents... Died, died four, four months, months ago. ago. And he's being forced into living a regular life. Almost. Not yeah. quite. His parents didn't die. So they argue about that, and she tries to bond the Spoilers whole, for the future. I'm disappointed in you, Tactic, and he's just like, fuck that, and leaves. He's like, my parents are fucking dead. My parents are fucking dead. I'll smoke some weed if I want to. Damn, girl. Bitch. So she leaves the bathroom and immediately... In- 
immediately bumps into Stefan. Our, who just before that, when we, we, we see him, before we see her, everywhere he's fucking walking, he's turning heads, and I'm just like, he is a guy. I mean, I guess he's slightly more attractive than other people, but I mean, like... So my boy, the crim- my boy, the crimson chin, looks directly into Elena's eyes. Before we, like, get to, get to this infamous line, I just want to stop. He makes a point. On a scale from 1 to 10, how attractive is Stefan? Okay, so the boy's all chin. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Um, I'm not trying to roast the actor that played Stefan. I want to point that out. So I think, like, honest to God, Stefan is, like, I don't know, man, a seven. That's what I was thinking. I'm sitting right there on a seven. Same. And, like, again, not roasting him because nobody in this room is probably higher than a four and a half. I, I'm rocking a solid three on a good day. Yeah, my point exactly. Um, Numbers go above two. <laughs> again, not roasting him. It's just he's not head-turningly beautiful. So He's not Keanu Reeves. Elena and Stefan, these two, some say bound by destiny, right? They're, 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 their eyes lock. And Stefan utters, is this the men's room? And then she tries to kind of explain it away. But there's no really good reason to explain why she followed her brother into the men's bathroom to lecture him about smoking pot at school. I guess you could just tell him you went to lecture your brother about smoking pot at school. Yeah, but my brother was high and shit, so I followed him and he'd be like, okay, dope. Also, I would argue that... The show writers, the intent of how they're looking at each other was like, they have chemistry from the start. I think they do not have chemistry from the start, but you can definitely tell they have meat with a fucking bone. Both just like, oh damn. So then we cut to a classroom where. It's history class now. Where we learn that this show takes place in Virginia, which to me begs the question what is with vampire literature, because this was based on a book, being set in the Confederate States? Because of course they're talking about the Confederacy. And I'd like to argue um, it's because. Slaves were easily accessible mailbags. As horrible as that is to say, I mean it's true. Also, I think the the I think the period of time that there are two periods of time the average passing person has an interest in, right? Like like the masses, the revolution or the civil war, right? Or and Virginia is important in both those, so like the author can just like take their pick. Okay, that's fair. It's just you can check on your own time. There is a shit ton of vampire fiction set in the Confederate States and, like, tied into the Confederacy stuff. Like, See, they're always like, I was a Confederate soldier, but I ain't racist now. And I'm just like, mm, bud! Like, even yeah. True Blood is set in, like, Louisiana. and Our yeah. main vampire was a Confederate soldier, mm-hmm. and he's not racist now, but he did own slaves. Well, you know, uh, the, the Twilight films did character assassination on Jasper by, like, making it super, super important to him for some reason that he was a Confederate soldier that deserted, like... Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, I just had that question. Um, we also get introduced to the history teacher here, but he's not a dick in this scene, so... Don't we'll worry. Go, we'll go and pass yeah. for now. Um, so, the majority of this scene is just Elena looking at Stefan, Stefan looking at Elena, uh, Matt looking at Elena, and... then and... Bonnie noticing everybody looking at Elena. Yeah. And then letting Elena know via text that everybody's looking at her. 100%. Yeah. That is literally the scene. It's all these people want to fuck. Bonnie notices people want to fuck. Bonnie's like, yo, girl, you know people want to fuck you? That is, like, her, that is her psychic power. Notice them when people want to fuck. <laughs> to be fair, that's a pretty strong secret psychic power. Also, then again, to be fair, in this scene, I'm pretty sure, like, blind Joe in the back of the classroom <laughs> is like, oh, fuck, I can smell it. <laughs> Everyone wants to fuck. It's like I'm in a high school class filled with horny teenagers. <laughs> is that... Is that Elena? Oh, fuck, I bet she's getting them goo-goo eyes again. (laughs) 
So Elena walks home. She doesn't ride home with her friend Bonnie. She's not walking home. She walks to she walks the, the cemetery. cemetery. Okay, so she walks home, cutting through the cemetery. I mean, she stops in the cemetery. I think it's hard to argue that she cuts. She has to know. rude. Yeah. yeah, but she she's still walking home. Like I will concede. She's making a stop, but she's still going home. <laughs> Little pissed off. Hi, mom and dad. So yeah, she stops at the cemetery to visit her parents' grave, um, and then do some journaling, diary writing, uh, diary. Uh, so more vampire diary. Yep, more vampire diary. I lied. It's really hard to pretend nothing matters and everything's fine. Blah blah blah. blah. <laughs> Turns out my parents dying still got me kind of fucked up. So then some fog starts like coming out of the ground, and there's a crow being really. You know that, that sweet brown fog that exists all the fucking time? Like, <laughs> okay. It's not above your kneecap, but it's just rolling right below them. And oh. it's, it's just like rolling out of the ground, like fog coming straight from the ground, straight up. Maybe it's because I grew up and like growing up, we always kept a huge garden and like yeah. crows would decimate it. But like the crap that a, uh, that a crow makes always is like has reaction like me. like, oh my fucking God, shut the fuck up. So she, she's yeah. like, shoot. And I'm like, fuck. Yeah. And then there's a dude in the background who may or may not be the new student. Hard to tell. We know he's a vampire. We don't know if this is him or not. Yeah, we saw that camera indicating someone's watching her because we get a really, like, poor shot. Like, her in distance, camera a bit shaky. Let's immediately hide behind a gravestone type of thing. Yeah, so she starts running and... Running, running, and running, running. She starts running and she trips and hurts herself because fog. Um, and then Stefan is there in front of her. From nowhere. Yeah. Oh, wow, crazy. It's like, like, it's crazy. And she immediately was just like, were you following me? Oh, my God. And Stefan, I admit, cool as a cucumber. He's just like, no, I have, like, I have family here, and I was visiting them. And she's like, oh, shit, my bad. Other people have people that die, too. His parents are in the cemetery, guys. Yeah. <laughs> he's also got no parents. So she's like, oh, yeah, we have history. And he's like, we also have French and English together. You really don't have any? You really don't have together? Chemistry. Chemistry. Ooh. <laughs> so she notices his ring which um I, I i mentioned i watched legacies so i know that this ring is what allows him to be out in the daylight it's also a, um vampire ring also those, those rings are uh magic because witches also exist the vampire that i hit at the start of the episode also has a ring. Ring on. <laughs> i didn't notice that but very good very good yeah. eyes it's almost like you've watched five seasons but um Yep. So, she comments on his large ring. We learn we don't learn here that it's a it's a sun ring, but we learn later. And then we cut to him at his manor. No, no, no. It's an important yeah. scene oh. first. He asks if she's hurt, and oh, she yeah, pulls yeah, up, yeah. and she's like, "It's not bad." And like she fell down and didn't obviously didn't hit anything, but she has like a hole in her ankle that's bleeding. Yeah. And he does the classic like. It like has to turn away and his eyes go dark and blue. Yeah. So she's I, looking at her leg and then she looks back at him and he's fucking gone. I forgot in my notes here where it says has vampire face before disappearing. Yep. Um, vampire face in this though is different than vampire face in Angel which is another vampire show we've already reviewed. Um, vampire face in Angel faces go all demonic. Vampire face in Vampire Diaries it's some veiny stuff going on. Eyes it's get dark. I like, I like low key like it where their eyes turn black and then uh, like the veins around their eyes like, you know, like, like all like you can see him. It's actually kind of like the game Vampire spelled with a Y because it would be pretentious. Like, yeah. It's kind of... Vampire. Blah. Um, but yeah, so... Then we cut to him at his manor. Can you guess what he's doing? Anyone? Either of you? Vampire diary. Not only is he vampire diary, 
but he picked up her vampire diary from the cemetery because she like left it. Mm-hmm. It's a human diary right now. The future vampire diary is also taking it upon himself to peruse it. Is future vampire diary an anime you would watch? Yeah. Is this just Mirai Nikki, but with Yuko, you know, being a fucking vampire? Obviously. I don't want to watch that shit. We. I don't know what you're talking about. He's a weeb because he called it by its Japanese name. (laughs) Mirai Nikki. Its English name is... Anyways. He doesn't know. Let's continue. Future Diaries. I got that. That's why I made the connection. I literally said Future Diaries. Fuck off. Excuse me, it's Boku no Hero? He's writing about how he lost control today. In his his journal, he's writing about how he lost control today and that he simply cannot resist her. And because just going a bit vampire face is apparently losing control. I mean, I'm really concerned about the the systematic plague in fiction of hundred plus year old vampires wanting to fuck seventeen year olds. Like, can't they even be like? I mean, I can wait till she's fucking twenty one until I get all obsessy and crazy. Like, at least legal drinking age. I'm 145 fucking years old. No, what, What's four more fucking years? 100%. He could pass as a, like, a, a baby-faced 21-year-old. Mm-hmm. What the fuck? He's also, with vampires being like, I would graduate high school for the 900th time. He's also, exactly. he's also 162. Yeah. Like, he doesn't need to be creeping on high school girls. I mean, it's creepy when you're creeping on Just anyone as, that's not a vampire, basically. But, like, at least... Wait, until they're at least 18, I'd prefer more than that, but at least fucking 18. Justice, you turned 24. Out of high school. You turned 24 this year, right? I turned 23, asshole. Oh, you turned 23 this year, my bad. Yeah. Um, Should you be creeping on high school girls? No. Okay, that's what I thought. Why is it okay for a 160-year-old vampire to be doing it? And it's not just in this. It's in fucking everything. They always always creep on the girls, and they're always like, I'm going to attend high school for the 900th time. I don't understand, like... Like, as a person who, um, I'll let you guys know, very proud, I, um, I did attend and eventually graduate high school. Um, I, if I were a mortal, you bet your sweet ass I would never set foot in a fucking high school again. A college? Maybe. A high, I, high school? Fuck I don't know. Man. I might set foot in a high school, but, like, as a teacher, like, that could be a fun way to spend a decade. I have returned to the high school I graduated from one time since I graduated. I haven't done that at all, baby. And it gave me a fucking panic attack. Like, maybe, like, spend a decade teaching. That could be fun, right? Not as a student. Why would you do that to yourself? 100%. I'm a vampire. Catch me in the clubs. Yeah. (laughs) I'm a vampire. Catch me in my mansion because I'm just going to wait 200 years for my money to gain interest. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just going to sit in the dirt for 200 years. (laughs) Have a thrall dig me up. Yeah. So after we see him running the diary, we cut to Vicky, who is at work. She's a waitress. And she's at a restaurant called The Grill. That's not its full name, but that's the only thing we get for the name until the end of the second episode. It's called Mystic Grill. Yeah, but... Because the, the school just, is Mystic Falls. And don't just, worry, they only ever refer to it as the Grill. Which I get, it's like, if it's like a hangout the other day, you're like, yeah. oh, have the grill. Like, yeah, yeah. Um, so Vicky's working the grill, like you said. Not actually the grill. Yeah, she's like, waitressing. And Jeremy shows up, because apparently he has some obsession issues. Jeremy is super, super into Vicky, and it's implied that they hooked up a bunch over the summer? It is it's, not it's implied. Not it's they straight up talk about like, how they hooked up, but she doesn't want anyone to know because he's younger than her. Because he's fucking 15? He's like, how can you just ignore me after we hooked up? And she's like, once, and he's like, over and over again, don't be like that. <laughs> don't be like that, baby. 
And so she's like, yeah, but I'm dating Tyler now, so, um... So fuck off. Yeah. And then we see Tyler and Matt talking at a table. This is also, though, where we learn that Vicky is Elena's ex-boyfriend's sister. Oh, yeah. That that team drama shit injected directly into my mind. We don't know his name yet. I mean, we've been using his name, but we don't know his name. I don't know when I learned any of these people's names. I learned them all after the episode when I asked for clarification on names. It threw us muscles. At some point, you're just like, you're watching it, I'm like, his name's Matt. And it's every day. You just just like, it into your head. The power of the CW. Yeah. So we just see Matt and Tyler talking, and to me, it kind of looked like Matt was watching Jeremy. Yeah. I assume, because I, I, I wasn't paying a lot of attention, that it, it occurs to me now, it's because Vicky's his sister, and this is this random guy talking to her. But at the point, I was like, why the fuck is he so focused on Jeremy? I think it's a combination of, once to, you know, watch out for his sister, two, he's Tyler's best friend, so he knows that Tyler has rage issues, wink, um, and will, like, fly off and will, like, in the slightest bit, like, like fuck up Jeremy so to pull them apart. And also, he still loves Elena, and it's Elena's... No, he's like... He, he looked at the direction, he's like, he's like mm, the teen drama is that way. <laughs> so then we cut back to Elena. She's leaving her house, and Stefan's standing there at her door. A little awkward. He came to return her journal. And apologize for disappearing. Yeah, and, and apologize for disappearing. And she's like, but how'd you know where I live? And he's like... Small town, yo. Yeah. I just asked somebody. So, and then he basically says, he didn't read her diary, which is a fucking lie. And, like, for some reason, he's, like, real preoccupied. Like, he keeps standing outside the doorway. And, yes, vampires in the Vampire Diaries universe have to be invited in. So, actually, that's one of the best parts about this episode. Is that is this is a perfect example of showing and not telling. Because she says, like, hey, you don't want to wait out there. But she doesn't invite him in. So, he's, like kind of peeks around the door and he's like yeah but I can't actually come in like he looks unsure like does that does that count as an invitation is that an invite am I allowed in the house now better not try in case I catch fire and die I don't know if that's what happens to vampires in this universe that's what happens to vampires and being human and that's the best vampire TV show in in the world so I'm gonna just use that as my source it's also one of the best werewolf ones it is the best werewolf one I like Team Wolf a lot well you're wrong so (laughs) Team Wolf is great being human is a better one (laughs) It's also the best ghost show on television. Like, <laughs> so, kind of the best supernatural show. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I just realized best supernatural show means we're competing with supernatural. And it still loses. Yeah. Yeah, supernatural can't beat being human. Anyways. <laughs> so Elena is headed out and she invites Stefan to go with her. And they end up at the grill. Yep. And when we're at the grill, we see Bonnie and... Bonnie's talking to Matt, Matt, Elena's ex. They're talking about um, Elena, and this is where we learned that her parents died four months ago instead of just died. Yeah, they basically talk about how she's still fucked up from her parents dying. Who would have guessed? Like, Bonnie's like, man, turns out your parents dying will fuck you up. Matt's like, yeah, it's fucked up. Matt's hey, like, has she talked about me? Is she really okay? And Bonnie's like, no, dude, her parents died four months ago. Yeah. And then, then he just glosses over there and he's like, has she talked about me? Does she miss me? She only she only said she needed some time apart. It's been four months. Isn't that long enough? Hey, Matt. Matt, sweetie. My big, blonde, beautiful boy, Matt. Her fucking parents died. Yeah, but does she still want to fuck? <laughs> yeah, but like, but like, I think it's super hot that she has no ass. 
So <laughs> then Elena gets there and she's with Stefan. And here we learn a little bit about Stefan. We find out he's orphaned. He was visiting his parents. He lives with his uncle, not his aunt. He has siblings and they don't talk. Well, he, yeah, he does. He does say that. Um, and then Bonnie mentions, "Hey, there's this party, an annual back to school party." It's not Bonnie. Caroline mentions it. Caroline's there. That's their appropriate reaction to Carolyn being in a scene. <laughs> yeah, it is. Again, I forget that she's... Like, I saw her in this scene, I was like, oh, that's a new character. <laughs> you're like, oh yeah, the physical embodiment of yeah. the CW teen drama genre is speaking. Yeah, also in the exact same scene, she gets shot down by... Stefan? By Stefan, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's fucking Stefan! Now you got Justice saying Stefan, he was saying okay, Stefan earlier. Dude, it's written Stephen in my fucking notes. With the PH instead of the V. Everyone's name is wrong. And his Gina's name is, name is Gina? His, but, name, his name is spelled S-T-E-F-A-N. Yeah, which is Stefan. Because if you, if you pronounce Stephen like that, you're a tropobite. Yeah, I've been saying Stefan. Fuck! <laughs> Are you calling me out for saying it right? No! Uh, so, Carolyn's talking about the back-to-school party in the woods, because you've got to have that classic wood party. And then Bonnie's like, hey, you should come. And I he's always like, have a party for all of my wood. Well, I guess if Elena's going, and Bonnie's like, yes, Elena's going. She has no option. She's going right now. <laughs> She's going down, big boy. And so, I know you already mentioned the soundtrack, but this is the scene where Kids by MGMT is playing, I fucking love that song. I had a really like hardcore like indie pop music phase in my life, and MGMT was one of my favorite bands during that period. They're so good. Listen to the song. So there's a bunch of kids, you know, red solo cups, standing around kegs in oh, the woods. Wait, 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 before that, we have a really important scene before this. Two important really. Yeah, scenes. we switch. We switch to Stephen Stephen's home, where, where his, his uncle blames him for attacking the car couple, and we find out his uncle is his nephew because you know vampires and ages and like great great. Great nephew. We don't get the greats here. Uh, a descendant. Yeah. We don't know. His nephew could also be a vampire. He's not. He's we not. don't fucking know that. Fuck you guys. We pretty much know that. He specifically Fuck says you. he's not a vampire. He's yeah. like, I may not be a vampire, but yeah. I know the game. And then we see Stefan in his room. And he's pulling bo- a book off a shelf. And then is a book of a woman is a picture of a woman named Catherine. And it says 1864. And Catherine looks identical. It's like they took a picture of the actress that plays Elena and just put it in the book. Yeah, 100%. And then, after that, we go back to history class. Also, I have an issue with 150-plus-year-old vampires hitting on high school girls. Yeah. I have a bigger issue with 150-year-old vampires hitting on high school girls because they look like they're dead lover. That's weird. That's that's it's some, also a huge trope in the genre. That's like... Yeah. He has some internal dra- tra- trauma he needs to deal with, and instead of dealing with his trauma and dealing with his issues... He's just like, no, I'm gonna fuck this girl that looks like my dead girl. That's how you get over trauma. He's like, he's like, listen, her, her parents died four months ago. She'll be easy. <laughs> oh, and is she easy? Mm, but <laughs> so we're in history class. I forget the history teacher's name. I, I don't give us to it. I don't think. But he's just like. They're in the Confederacy. And then he he has some question about stuff about yeah. like local history. He's like. Matt, he, uh, would you like to take a chance to go to your stereotypical jock role? Well, the question he asks is about a battle that happened near the city. He's and how like, many people died. He's like, does anybody here know how many people died? Hey, Matt, how about you? Hey, you, how about you? Hey, Elena, do you know the answer? And Elena's like, I'm still kind of behind on things. I'm having a hard time. And, and he's like, like, well, listen, I know your parents died four months break. ago. 
But that happened before summer break. This is a new school year. You got to get over it. it. That was four months ago. I can't keep giving you like, I can't keep giving you a free pass because your parents are dead. Yeah. Even though it was four months ago. I don't yeah. know if I'm making this clear. Less than 160 days ago, her parents died. Yeah. So then Stefan pops up and he's like, well, if we're talking about without civilian casualties, and then he rattles off whatever number it was. 346. And then the teacher's like, yeah, but there were no civilian, ca- civilian casualties. And Stefan goes, actually, there were 27. And, and the Confederates burned down the church. And then Stefan stands up. Unzips his pants and drops his dick on the table. He's like, 27 civilian deaths. Go check the history archives in town. They're there if you want to brush up on your history. Uh, like, low-key, actually love that scene. I love... Oh, no, I, that was, I love that was my favorite tro- scene. I love the trope of, I was there, bitch. Yeah, like, I was like, there. And also, I, I love the trope, even when it's not there, of, I love the trope of putting an asshole in their place when they think they're superior to you. I always thought. So, at first, I was like, oh, well, this isn't going to go good for you, Stefan. Is this the first time you're pretending to be a high school student and you're 165 years of life? Because you can't just be like, but uh-huh, I was there. No. But then, he, but then he actually does back it up. He's like, you can check the historical archives. It's there. Like Public record. Like it's public record. 27 people were killed because the Confederate soldiers opened fire on a church. They opened fire. They didn't set fire. I thought they set fire. I think I think that scene uh, to me might be the highlight of this episode. It is for me. So then we go to the party. I really like the scene where he can't go in Elena's house. That is also good, but because show don't tell, and it's so good. But after that, we hit up the party. Yeah, then we hit up the party, the Red Solo Cup party at the Falls. I didn't see a single waterfall here, but it's called the Falls. There's a waterfall deep. It's like a hiking trail. Okay. It's like a set piece for the entire series. Okay. okay. And we kind of just start like with Elena and Bonnie talking, and Bonnie's been drinking a bit, and she goes off all about, like, she basically describes Elena's time in the cemetery. Well, yeah, so... And then passes it off on her being drunk, well, because Elena's startled by it. Um, Elena and Bonnie are talking, and Bonnie's like, where's Stefan? Elena's just like, shouldn't you know? You're the psychic. And then Bonnie's like, oh, yeah, let me concentrate. And Elena's like, here, let me get you a crystal ball, and hands her a beer bottle. And when she hands her the beer bottle, that's when Bonnie gets to, like, not necessarily a vision, but, like, almost a feeling, a sense of, like... And she's like, I saw a crow, fog, and a man. Just describe, like you said, describing the cemetery thing. Yeah. And, like, she's really fucking unnerved by this because up till this point, she did not at all believe that she had psychic abilities. She was just like, I'm going to run this into the ground because it's going to be funny. But then she's like, <laughs> oh, I'm just drunk. Ignore that. Haha. <laughs> oh. Oh, wait. Am I psychic? Oopsie daisies. Maybe I just believed hard enough. So I doubt it's actual case, but part of me hopes the whole psychic thing is like the classic thing of like psychics or oracles from like Greek mythology where in like real life they just got these people were really, really fucking high. Like on <laughs> opium and shit. And they took everything they fucking said in their opium dreams and shit as prophecies or predictions. And I hope that she can only actually provide accurate predictions when she's drunk or something because her grandmother's a drunk. Uh, and I hope it's oh, a actually. familiar trait. Like, we can predict the future when we are not in a normal state of mind because it opens up, us up to the cosmos or some shit. I want her to only be able to tell the future when she's fucking off her ass drunk. And then Bonnie heads off to get another drink because she's too drunk. So she's seeing things. So she has to drink more. So the answer is more. Hey, that makes sense to me. Uh, I mean, I mean, Yes. So then Stefan just appears out of nowhere in front of Elena because that's yeah. the and thing. Yeah, and then he and Elena talk. Do they really even talk about anything important here? 
Uh, it is like the smallest small talk to ever small talk. Yeah, yeah, she just. This is where we find out that her parents died in a car wreck. Like we got hints of it before. That she was also in but that, survived. Yeah, they their car went over a bridge and they drowned or something. Died on impact. Who knows? And then he's just like, "Don't worry, you won't be sad forever." Wink. Yeah, and then we just see her brother stumbling away from the party. Uh, well, no, Vicky and Ty walk off from the party and they start making out and like. You're, we Jeremy doesn't stumble away from the party until later because he stumbles away from the party after he has his encounter with Vicky and, st- and Tyler trying to rape Vicky because Tyler's a piece of shit. Oh, yeah, shit, that does happen. Yeah. Anyways, yeah. that's what happens. Yeah, we'll go ahead and jump to that then. But yeah, so Tyler and Vicky go sneak off, make out, right? Um, Tyler wants to have sex. Vicky says no. Tyler's like, well, I'll take no for an answer. And then Jeremy interrupts them and like Tyler storms off and Vicky's like, I didn't need you. I don't need. I don't need you protecting me. No, no, no. And then we jump back to Stefan and Elena. Still not talking about anything important. Oh, Stefan's like, Matt stares at you a lot. And then Elena explains that they used to date. And then Stefan goes vampire-y because who knows? He's and ru- jelly. And then runs off to get more drinks. That's probably it. This this episode really, really like is trying to do the legwork of like, hey, we're just going to define every character's relationship to each other and trying to find the, to define the big rules of vampirism. So, like, I, we paused the show at this point because we were watching it together and I was like, I have an issue with this. Like, we jump back to Stefan and Elena for less than a minute and for no reason and then, like, after we just put them back together We separate them. We immediately separate them again even though those two characters are the only one driving the plot yeah. forward right now. And then now. we go to another people and then we come back to them Coming back together to talk again. Yeah, mm-hmm. that that little quip was just like there's like different like story threads and the and so the writer was like we haven't done the how does how does Stefan feel about Matt thread yet so it was mm-hmm. like here oh Dame um, Stefan is jealous yeah, so no, like, it, it feels like oh how do we feel how this character feels about this character but it feels like they had that thought after they already filmed something and they're like we can't organize this into a cohesive piece where we have these people talking and we can point that all out in one moment. Which is just jump back and forth because no one's learned how to actually edit for the show. So we can only go one way. We started a filming. We can't stop. You're talking about... The podcast, yeah. Oh, I thought you were talking about Vampire... Damn it. (laughs) You don't have to call me out on air. (laughs) So, Stefan runs off because he got vampire face. And then we cut back to Vicky. um, And she just decides to wander off in the woods by herself because, you know... She probably dies here because the woods are all foggy, and she's like, "I'm gonna go off by myself." Woo-hoo. I don't. I don't need anybody. I know there's been animal attacks in the woods, but I don't give a shit. I literally have in my notes. Good chance she dies here. I, I'm gonna go ahead and spoil this. Unfortunately, doesn't die here. But she is definitely attacked. Mm-hmm. So the frog starts rising from the ground. A guy appears behind her. Then he isn't there. And then he is there. And then he bites her. And we cut to black. And then we go back to the party. And who to go back to the party? Of course, Elena. Mm-hmm. Yep, and Matt, Matt's coming up to Elena, and he's confronting her. He's like, asking about the breakup. He's like, I thought you just said you needed more time. You don't seem to need more time anymore. You're with Stefan. And she's just like, mama, man. She's yeah. like, have you seen Have you seen that man's complete lack of, lack of ass? Mm. Have you seen that yeah. man's completely average 7 out of 10? <laughs> so then Stefan goes to talk to her, but then he gets ambushed by Caroline, who once again hits on him and tries to hook up. This scene is the scene where I most didn't recognize Caroline. I, was, I just literally have my notes. Some blonde chick propositions him. Yeah. <laughs> now, I will say, Caroline is, like, doing, like, I, it's, like, the very, like, 
it's good writing on like the teen drama thing where it's like, oh, the queen bee wants the new person, right? Like, mm-hmm. oh, you're it's... fresh meat. You don't know how high strung and crazy I am yet. You want to get together? Mm-hmm. Except apparently she's not the queen bee. Because when we back to Stefan and Elena talking, well, Elena just was like, she's like this with all the new guys, and it never works out. Mm-hmm. So then Jeremy stumbles off into the woods. Yes. Um, and he trips over Vicky's body. Dun dun dun. He strips over her body after Elena goes to follow him, so they're both there to find the body. Mm-hmm. So they carry the body back to the party. Stefan, like, gets the fuck out because I think he gets the fuck out because he knows yeah. that, like, if he doesn't tell his uncle, uncle, his nephew, before his nephew finds out, his nephew's immediately going to be blaming him for it again. But yeah. before he does, Bell, he locks eyes with Matt and they kind of stare each other down. And this is also when I realized how blue Matt's... They blew it. They're like, he has, like, some big old baby blues. Yeah. Yeah, so we follow Stefan home after he bells from the party. We leave the party alone for a minute. And Stefan gets home and he's like, he's talking to his nephew and he's like, look, somebody else was attacked by a vampire. It wasn't fucking me. I was at the party, but not me. Yeah. If it was me, I wouldn't be telling you about it. (laughs) So legitimately, like right after that, he goes up to his room and there's a crow. And then there's a dude and that dude is named Damon and he is... Stefan's brother. He's here. Best boy has arrived. Is he best boy? He is 110% best boy. He gives off Loki vibes a little bit. No, he he has in trouble with like dark, bad boy, old brother, blah, 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 blah. So, Damon. So, Damon. 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 Stefan. Damon. So, Damon and Stefan haven't seen each other in like 15 years. Uh, I will say, I, so I actually didn't notice this the first time I watched the show. I cut it now. Um, Stefan's like, what the fuck are you doing here? Da, da, da. And Damon's like, oh, I learned some new tricks. You should see what I can do with crows and fog. Yeah, yeah, he's clearly learned supernatural powers. Um, fun fact, uh, in the book, Damon can turn into a crow. Can he ever turn into fog? No, but he like, so he can summon frog, he can summon fog, and he can, he, like, in the book, Damon is the crow, or he is the crow. I, I, I was getting that, like, impression from the show. The writers do it for the first three episodes, I, I, and they're like... We're tired of dealing with crows. Throw it away. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, that's that's fair. Um, and then Stefan keeps asking Damon, like, why he's here. And Damon's just, like, dodging the question, like, eh. And Damon's like, I, you, don't, you might not know why I'm here, but I know why you're here. You want to fuck a 17-year-old. You nasty, nasty 162-year-old yeah. vampire. So they kind of go on about that. And then Stefan tells Damon, I know you attacked Vicky, but she's still alive. And Damon's like, that sounds like a fucking problem for you. Well, no, Damon doesn't know... Stefan doesn't know she's still alive yet, right? Like, yeah, he does. Because he was there when they found her, because they said she was she still was alive. She was still breathing. At yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, she's just bleeding. We need to call ambulance. And he points out to Damon that she's still alive, and Damon's like, that sounds like a you problem. Yep. So then we cut back to the party, which is now over, because that's what happens when somebody gets attacked. Before then, though... Mm, my bad. Is it before then, where they had the fight? Or is it after the fight? I think it's after. It's, it's after. Okay, yeah. So, Bonnie and some of the others decide to go get coffee, and they ask Elena if she wants to go with them. And Elena's like, no, nah, I gotta hang out with my brother here. Our aunt's coming to get us. Nah, my parents are dead. And Jeremy's all like, and Jerry's sitting there, and he's just knocking back a beer still, with police officers right in the background. Jeremy, is his coping healthy? God, no. But is it expected from a 15-year-old who lost his fucking parents four months ago? And then the girl he really fucking likes just got attacked by fucking something and is probably and gonna die. The, the, the girl who he, like, took solace in after his parents died 
is fucking like straight up stonewalling him now. Yeah. Like I don't want to like sympathize with Jeremy's drug habits seems... and alcohol habits. Yeah. Also, she apparently only now interacts with him for drugs. Yeah. yeah. So like she's literally just using him now. I don't want to sympathize with his drug and alcohol habits, but he, I think it's not a healthier way. But I think it is a more honest way to deal with his with his grief than how Elaine is dealing with it, which is just by pretending it's not a problem. Yeah. Like. One of these is definitely, like, acknowledging the issue, and the other is not. Yeah. So. But yeah. Uh, Bonnie and Caroline go to Bill, and Bonnie is like, okay, actually, I don't think I'm psychic, but I feel like this is just the beginning of something. Because she is psychic. Also because it it's the first the episode. It's the pilot episode. <laughs> um, so then we do cut back to Stefan and Damon, and Stefan's been like, we find out Stefan's been eating only, like, non-humans, like rabbits and stuff. And Damon, like, then tries to provoke him into a fight. Not Which just... he does by talking about how Elena looks like Catherine, and apparently he's only there because she looks like Catherine. And, hey, you remember the things with Catherine ended pretty fucking badly. He also um, makes a callback to a previous point in their life, so not a callback in the episode, where apparently Damon promised Stefan that he, is, he was going to spend the rest of his existence making Stefan's existence a living hell. Yeah. His whole purpose, but... So they get this. He eventually successfully provokes Stefan into a fight, right? I have to say, this fight doesn't look bad. No, it's no, actually it's fine. fine, yeah. I mean, it's not very long. It's kind of just Damon throwing him out of a window. And Stefan tackles Damon out of the window. Oh, yeah, window. yeah. Stefan yep. tackling him out of the window. Then Damon, like, knocking him down, being like, I'm stronger than you. You and realize that moment you started, you stopped drinking human blood. And then in the, sometime in the fight, Damon, like, pilfered Stefan's ring off his finger. And he's like, well... The sun's coming up here soon. Too bad you don't have this ring. That's you're going to be stuck inside. So we learn here what the ring does. And then he gives the ring back because I, I don't know why. Damon, if, if he is dead, Damon can't torture him. But like, 100%. But like he doesn't have to be dead. Like He could just take the ring and be like, haha, you got to go inside. I'm going to go fuck with your girlfriend now. Because it's complicated. Dave... They love, they love each other. So they love each other. They do. Um, we also find out Stefan's nephew's name in this scene. It's Zach. Yes, my boy. Yeah. Um, we come back to the party, and Jeremy is still drinking alcohol despite police hanging around. Like Jeremy's getting fucking obliterated. Yeah, he is. It's great. Jeremy's just like, man, I don't fucking care. Then we just kind of cut to Elena and Caroline talking, and Caroline's just, again, being upset because... No one vibes with her, and everyone vibes with Elena. Bonnie and Caroline. Yeah, that's what I meant. Bitch, you're not the best friend. Although I did, I, I found my notes again, but... So before we cut over to Bonnie and Caroline, Elena, who, like I said, is not dealing with her grief in a healthy manner, straight up tells Jeremy that she that he needs to get over the death of his parents. Hey, they're both not doing healthily. I think that Jeremy's is like, I get it. Where Elena's like, Elena, like, it's okay, he can be sad. Like, it's all right. Yeah. And, like, I think here... I think Elena just, like, internalizes everything other people say too much because she's basically using the history teacher's exact words on her brother. She's like, it's been four months. You, you need to get over it now. Like, so, yeah, then we cut to Bonnie and Caroline. And they're just complaining. And then we cut to Vicky in her hospital bed where she's with Matt. Well, and she it, tells it, Matt that she was attacked by a vampire. Yeah, the vampire is the only thing she says. And then that's the end of the episode. It cuts to black. I do want to mention... Not the end of the episode. We get the diary wrap up. Oh, I thought it was the end of the episode. Vampire diary. Yeah. So. Yeah. And we also see I, Caroline I, and Damon. When I hit something from um, Caroline and Bonnie's conversation, I, I think it sums up Caroline's character pretty well based on what we've seen so far. Um, they're, because they're, they're talking and Caroline's like, but no, but they never want me. They always want Elena. 
And Bonnie's like, it's not a competition. And then Caroline's immediately like, yes, it is. It is a competition. And I have to win. Which I feel like probably sums her character up, right? Yeah, 100%. Sounds like it. She, she's like, I'm the teen girliest teen girl to ever teen girl. Um, so then, like you said, we cut to black and then we get Alina, Elena writing in her diary again. And parallels right, parallel, Stephen is writing in his. Yeah, they basically ba- hand off back and forth the same thematic lesson that they learned from their day. In my notes here, I was like, they're both talking about how moving on isn't that, that easy. Oh, well, a phrase song plays in the background. It almost feels like I'm watching Scrubs again because it's a voiceover with a moral lesson the, uh, the over the fray. Way, the only way this would get like any more like handholdy is if Elena looked at the screen and went, "What's your favorite part? I like that part too." What we learned today, guys. That's right. Uh, Grief. Get the fuck over it. But that wraps up the pilot. Well, we get one thing at the very end. We see Caroline and Damon make eye contact at the end of the bar. Uh, One more thing then. Stefan shows up at Elena's house after finding Vicky. And he's like, um, they talk about what, like, what fine means. And, like, she invites him in. And he actually goes in the house this time. And then the episode ends. Yeah. Credits roll. We get a splash screen for Vampire Diaries. I think because we have our guest here. Chris, what are your thoughts on the first episode? So... I think the first episode tries like to be like, hey, our our goal is to define what every main character thinks of every other main character, and to define the rules of vampirism, and I think it does that. Yeah, I'll give you that. It, it definitely like defines what it wants its vampire. I think its vampirism if to be. I was looking at the episode like that, I would probably think better of it. But for me, I was just nothing feels like it happens in the episode. Like I know. Things move and like tiny little things happen, but none of the characters feel like they move anywhere. They the characters are like cardboard cutouts. They're like they're just like shuffling around. I personally, besides like like so, I love Angina, right? But it's honestly because of things happen in the future. Mm-hmm. But like from like the first episode, like I cannot imagine a person that watched this live as it aired. It was like, oh my god, Bonnie's my favorite character. Oh my god. Carol's like, it's like, hey. To be fair though, we both talked about how we like Teen Wolf. Yeah. You you like Teen Wolf too, Justice. Teen Wolf's pretty great. Um, so, Teen Wolf also did not have a very strong start. The first season of Teen Wolf is f- uh, somewhere between Garbo and actually watchable. The only reason I continued to watch it was Styles, and he's the main reason I continued to watch the entire series. Act. Is, I'm trying to think, is there a single like teen drama like, show you guys have seen, like, scream. knock it out of the park episode scream. one. Finding, Finding Carter. Finding Carter and Scream. Damn, fuck me. Awkward. Um, okay, get fucked, Chris. Absolutely. Okay. I, to be fair, I had, I really, 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 really was in love with um, MTV's teen dramas they were doing in the late 20 out. But I think they're like, as a like, rule of thumb, they were a higher quality than like yeah. Nothing. Finding Carter was like legitimately an amazing show, and I'm sad it got canceled. Also, I was on board with Legacies from episode one. That's fair. I haven't watched Legacies. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, this is like cardboard cutout CW teen drama. It is. Yeah. I would argue like what what pilots are. It is a serviceable pilot. I mean, somebody ordered an entire seven series in series based on yeah. the pilot. So. so my thoughts on it are, uh, it definitely has a lot of good elements like it's building from, because it takes the time to be like, 
here's this thing, here's this thing, here's this thing. Do those things feel like they're put together extremely well in the first episode? Not really. Also Riverdale. <laughs> so those things don't necessarily feel like they're put together really well, but they are there. Uh, my main problem is it feels like we're trying to drive the plot strictly by Stefan and Elena interactions, but we feel the need to interrupt them every time we get like more than a minute of screen time of them together. So you're 100%, but I will say I appreciate all the tiny interactions by the end of season, by the end of episode two. Yeah, by the end of episode two, it's fine. But as episode one, if we just watched episode one, which is of course not what we do with this podcast, I don't think I'd watch more of it. Actually, I'm just like we're not. It feels we are not the pilots review podcast. We are the co-pilots review podcast. Speaking of which, I think we should start it with episode two, the night of the comet. <laughs> I did notice something here though. Dun, dun, dun. In the first season, and. A little bit throughout the rest of the seasons, but mainly in the first season, every episode is named after or in reference to a movie. A lot of them are horror movies, but a movie at some point. Other than pilot, obviously. Like, but I mean, there's probably something out there. So that's cool. Like, I name episode naming gimmicks don't really do anything. Like, but they make the gray jello between my ears happy. Yeah, like scr- on, Scrubs like, had it. It's the best thing about friends. Um, <laughs> uh, I saw a tweet. This is random. Like, uh, that was a person tweeted like, yeah, if I ever win the lottery, I'm just going to buy the rights to friends, remove remove the laugh track, then put it back on streaming services so people would know how unfucking funny that show is. <laughs> Justice is laughing, but he's actually hurt deep inside because he loves friends. I'm not hurt deep inside. I recognize the show is bad. I've just seen it so many times that I it it does something I like. She got off plane. I recognize it's bad. I especially recognize that everything was like basically past season four is really shit. But episode two of Empire Diaries opens with more fucking two thousand nine CW music baby. Once again, two more random people that we know are gonna die because we have two random people at the beginning of the fucking episode. Two people in the tent you say you say ran, like random two thousand nine music. This song was picked with care. Somebody lovingly picked this song to put in the opening slot here because the most notable lyrics of this song are the lyrics, "You're gonna eat me alive." Like somebody okay. was like, "Yes." The, normally the lyrics do like match up, but it's like no, it's more like imagine you're Asher Burnett again. You're sixteen. It's twenty. It's twenty. It's two thousand nine. Like what is this song? Shazam! Bam. Again, yeah. my phone in 2009 couldn't use Shazam. You fire up LimeWire, you find, you find, you try and find it, but instead you like get notice that it was like the end of it wasn't .mp4. It was like an actual like, like it was like an actual like fi- like sit like it runs. You're like, mom, mom, I'm trying to download. Insert song title here. But I I think I broke the computer. Yeah. So uh, legitimately straight up, I'm gonna let you know, they are attacked by a vampire. But my notes are literally camping peeps be making out. Prob's gonna be attacked. Fun fact, they are attacked. Also, that's just a hint of the shorthand and bullshit grammar I use on my notes. Uh, if you were doing this, then let me do this. So the couple are in the tent. They're out here because they want to see the comet, the comet from the title. The guy goes to get something out of the car, and he gets a killed. Doesn't it do the thing where, like, it sounds like raindrops yeah, on because, the tent? Because they, they, they argue about how she said it was going to rain. He's like, it's not going to rain. It's totally going to rain. I told you it was going to rain. And she's like, yeah, they argue because he's like, it's not going to rain. She's like, how do you know? And he's like, if it rains, we can't see the comet. Obviously, it's not going to rain. Bitch. So he goes to the car to get something. And then, like, he gets it killed. And 
Um, drip, 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 drip. She thinks it's rain because they were talking about it raining. She, and then she leaves the tent and gets it killed too because... Told you so! And honestly... Yeah, yeah. She dies though because she runs to the car and tries to get in and like... I'm saying like, you don't have the fucking keys? <laughs> so okay, good. Okay, fine, you're fucked. And then the car beeps as it unlocks and she just looks back and around I'm like, what the fuck? Just get in the car and try to fucking drive away. So... I don't know if it's a start thing. I mean, it's 2009. I don't think there's a really thing. At least attempt to hotwire the fucking car. Try something. Lock the doors. Put steel between whatever <laughs> killed your boyfriend and yourself. So, and this is only two episodes, but I hope, and I know you're gonna be, I know you're gonna sit here and dash my hopes. I hope every episode starts with us introdu- getting introduced to two people who just get killed in the first minute. Please tell me that's a thing. That's Vampire Diaries. So we cut to the hospital, and um, <laughs> Vicky's not doing too hot. What lies? Actually, we start with diary stuff. Oh fuck, Vampire Diaries. You're right. <laughs> and, and it's just about how this day is different. Everything's gonna change. It's gonna be a good day. And why is it going to be a good day? Which they're both, once again, passing back and off, back and forth. It's going to be a good day because, well, it's going to be a good day for Elena because Stefan exists. And it's going to be a good day for Stefan because Elena exists. These motherfuckers have known each other for like three days tops. Yeah. Can't be more than two days. <laughs> because, because, Elena, because then um, Aunt Jenna comes up to Elena and she's like, do I look adult? Because she has to attend a parent-teacher conference because... Jeremy. Doesn't really explain why Jeremy because of Jeremy, but it's because of Jeremy. They're right, three days. And um, uh Elaine asks where he is and she's but and, and Jenna's like, he left early for wood shop. Then Elaine like deadpans and Jenna's like, There's no wood shop classes there. Oh Jenna, you miss you 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 mean so well, but uh oh. you fuck up so hard. Yeah, so Jeremy actually left early because he wanted to go visit Vicky. He wanted I believe our friend Chris here was saying something about Vicky. Uh, Vicky's not doing too hot. Are you sure? It's almost like she was attacked by something. <laughs> She's like laying in bed and just like... He's told she lost a lot of blood and the nurse is like, can't be here. Visiting hours start at 9 o'clock when you're in school. Go back, go to school now. And then we cut to class where the history teacher is being a douche again. He's talking about the comet and how it was discovered... Five centuries ago, and hasn't been above the town in over 145 years. Almost 145 years. Almost 145 years. Because that puts it exactly in line with Catherine's picture date, 1864. I'm putting the story together. Yeah. I get it. <laughs> something with the meteor, something with Catherine, and something with Damon, not a meteor. And, and, and Stefan, and this girl, I think. Do you know who's not putting it together, though? Elena and, Steph- and Stefan. Because they're just spitting this class, looking at each other and flirting, and they get called on their fucking shit. <laughs> to be fair, they deserve to be called on their shit for this one. I I can't defend. I can't like defend the teacher for calling them out here. It's also bullshit television flirting where they're like looking and they're like, oh no, they saw me turn away, like hide their face a bit, and like then immediately turn back around playing with hair and staring at the other person, like oh no, they saw me again. So after class, Stefan and Elena start talking about the book Wuthering Heights because Stefan has an original copy and he lent it to Elena. Uh, he, he he just straight up tries to give it to her, and she's like, right. "I can't take this." And he's like, "Borrow it at least." Borrow it. That way, I'm just gonna get back from it. And then they talk about how women used pseudonyms because it was different times back then. Yeah. So I just want one one piece of vampire media, that, like where like the vampire guy acts like the time he was turned. So he's <laughs> like, "Yeah, women has used pseudonyms." 
Man, I think it's stupid that we wear pants. Lane, I'm gonna buy you a skirt. No, no, he's just like walking to school. Why the fuck are all these girls here? <laughs> so then we see Jeremy, and he's like, beelining his way out of the school, heading straight for Tyler. And he's like, antagonizing Tyler because Tyler hasn't been to see Vicky. And in addition to that, he's out here hanging out at like the fence outside of the school, hitting on other girls. And Ty- With a blonde girl who at first I thought was Caroline. Uh, it's not Caroline, but I thought it was. And, Jer- and, Jeremy's just, and Jeremy's just like, dude. I know you're Caroline in my head. Caroline and Carolina. Your girlfriend's in the hospital. Have you even checked on her? Like, what the fuck are you doing? You're hitting on other girls. And Tyler's like threatens to beat him up and Jeremy's like you keep saying that you You keep saying that but you haven't done it let's fucking go I'll murder your ass (laughs) and then Tyler makes some comment about how Jeremy's just trying to sleep with his girlfriend and Jeremy's like at least when I do it's fucking consensual no that's not till later he he doesn't no no, it's not till later it's it's after Vicky goes missing Uh, spoiler alert Vicky goes missing Jeremy doesn't blow blow his load yet no, he he did that earlier in the summer with Vicky, and now he hasn't done it since. Okay, so Matt and Elena are then talking are out in the courtyard area of the school, talking about how Vicky should be able to leave the hospital soon. Matt's like, "Yeah, they're saying she can leave tomorrow." And Stefan, being a vampire, has super hearing, and is just like, "What's she talking about with her ex?" Wait, I have now, to listen. Right before that, Matt also mentions that their mother isn't home because she's in fucking Florida and doesn't appear to care. I think he said South Carolina. I don't know. Some fucking place that doesn't matter. Some place with a beach. Yeah. And I can say that because uh, I don't think any of our listeners are from South Carolina. God, remember, remember when like, we could go to beaches? Remember when we could go to Florida? No. I'm, Why I'm... would I ever do that? Florida has heat and sunlight. I mean, I mean, true. But like, at least back then we had the option. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, we'll, we'll edit that and leave a tiny bit, but not that much. <laughs> Matt tells Elena that Vic, oh yeah, Matt tells Elena that um, Vicky thinks she was attacked by a vampire. Obviously, Stefan being like eavesdropping on the conversation hears this. Matt's like, she thinks she's a vampire, and she fucking dumb. Yeah. And Stefan's like, fuck. Yeah. And then from there, we just turn to how Matt wants to talk about her relationship with Stefan. <laughs> yeah, and she's like, okay, this conversation's over. Peace. Yeah. No, she's like, I don't want to hurt you. He's the one that's like, oh, the one. She's like. Not going to expand more upon that or how she told him once he back together with me. I'm outie. Matt, Matt's like, your mother's just done. Do you touch his pee-pee yet? No? Are you going to touch my pee-pee? I don't want to hurt you. Okay, I'm She's done. like, I'm going to leave. So then Aunt, we get to Aunt Gina, um, and she's having her parent-teacher conference with the history douchebag, who's apparently the only teacher at the school. Yeah. <laughs> and he's talking to her because Jeremy has skipped six classes, and she's like, that doesn't seem possible. Six classes in three days. Yeah. Jeremy's my hero. Yeah. He's like, she's like, that doesn't seem possible. And she doesn't straight out say it, but there's also a part of her that to me seems like, that's fucking admirable. Like, way to go, kid. Like, and then he straight up, like, calls Jenna a kid. She's probably, like, in her mid-20s, 26, 27. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. She calls Jenna, he calls Jenna a kid, which it's, is just straight disrespectful. Yeah. He says, like, you're like, you are Elena's mom's kid sister yeah and he's talking about how like he's like don't they have anyone else that can watch them he's like going on about how like she's a horrible person to do this should should they have somebody else to watch them and like which when he says it it comes across as creepy like he's almost hitting on her almost but it's like i felt like it has a little bit of i'm hitting on you you should fuck me i I can be their i can be their daddy and it also has a little bit it also has a little bit of energy like 
I'm just going to report you to CPS. Fuck you. Like, you, you, yeah. you can't control Jeremy. He's super high on drugs all the time. You need to control like, it. Yeah. I think, I think it's just him being sexist because mm-hmm. it's like, hey, if you agree to this, we get to bang. Hey, if you don't agree to this, I'll call CPS. Like, yeah. he, like, has all the power in that... Yeah, that he, and he's using it. Yeah, he's and he like straight up implies that she's not trying hard enough to be a parent. That like he's he's like raising two kids is an impossible task. And she's it? like, I don't think it's impossible. He's like, you're fucking wrong. It is impossible. Yeah, he's like, well, if it's not impossible, you're not trying hard enough. Yeah, and he basically goes on about how she's a horrible person for like putting part of her life on hold to raise these fucking kids that aren't hers because they're family. And it's like, I'm in my fucking mid to late twenties. This is like the time where, for me to be having a life, for me to be going out, like, I'm working more on my degree. Like, this is prime, like, I'm going to find a relationship. I'm going to go on with my life. I wonder if anybody can tell that we really hate this fucking dude. <laughs> I'm already in this, like, scene block where I have notes. I've already used the word asshole three times to describe him. He is, uh, as the kids say nowadays. And douchebag once. A fucker. So then we cut to Matt. He's visiting his sister Vicky in the hospital. And when he's visiting her, Vicky, Vicky is, like, straight up freaking out. Like, she's standing in the corner when he comes into the room, and, like, she, like she freaks out, saying stuff about vampires and whatnot, and... So he goes to get nurse staff, because his sister's freaking the fuck out. And while he's gone, Stefan, Stefan, vampire, runs in, and by that he means super speed runs in, grabs her by the face, does vampire eyes at her face, and is like, it was an animal attack. It was only an animal attack. You don't remember anything other than an animal attack. Everybody asked you it was an animal attack. Peace. <laughs> and zoomies back out. You know, like, and then it's for, normal for vampires to have, like, a compelling, like, power to make people believe things. Yeah. That just makes it worse, though, right? Because we're talking, like, normally, like, 100-plus people wanting to fuck 17-year-olds and having the ability to just, like, straight-up gaslight fucking people. Yeah. Be, yeah Super yeah. gaslighting. So, uh... You wanted to fuck me. For some reason... As Stefan is, like, leaving the hospital, he just stops and looks bad at, at Vicky's room, which just gives Matt t- long enough time to see him. So Matt goes to follow him. And then Stefan escapes out a window because he's a vampire and he can jump out of, like, a third or second story window with no problem. Easy peasy. I wish I could jump out of a third or second story window yeah. with no problem. You can. Once. I said with no problem. So you can. Once. Then we go to Bonnie, right? And she's talking about how her game was... Referring to the fact that the comet brings death and other weird supernatural things. Yeah. And she, she's like, Grandma says we're descended from a witch from the Salem Witch Trials. We're witches. Bonnie's up like, like, she says shit and you like pat her on the head and go, okay, Bonnie, yeah, that's great. So then we cut to Elena. It's nice to hear you have a good relationship with your grandmother. Your grandmother's going to die of cirrhosis. <laughs> <laughs> So Elena's with Bonnie and Carolyn, and Elena's telling them about Stefan coming over the night before, and Carolyn's like, you guys should have fucked. Did you fuck? Why didn't you fuck yet? And Elena, have you at least touched his penis? <laughs> Hand jobs over the shirt stuff, under the shirt stuff, come on, give me deeds. We need deeds. That's why we're friends, only because I want to hear about your sexual exploits, because none of the guys want to fuck me. I just want to, like, reiterate the fact that Chris laid it on earlier. They've known each other for three fucking days, and her friends are all like, you need to fuck this dude who you met three days ago. Right now. Go fuck him. And, like, Elena is, like, like literally gets up to leave. And, like, I was like, oh, yeah. She's like, I'm not going to take this shit. Like, I'm not going to hang out with you guys if all you're going to do is tell me I need to fuck a dude I met three days ago. And she's like, I'm going to go fuck Stefan now. <laughs> fuck you guys. But maybe they have a point. She's like, I'm going to go fuck him before I lose my nerve. And, like. Yeah. 
<laughs> so after that brief period, we get Jeremy talking to his aunt. Well, he returns home, and his aunt's like, you there, stop. No, first, she, she, no, she, he returns home, and she's like, I got tacos. You want tacos? And he's yeah. like... Mm. She tries to bait him with tacos, which I don't know why it doesn't work, because tacos are delicious. Honestly, how could you not get baited by tacos? Yeah, fuck you, Jeremy. <laughs> I, I was sympathizing with you, Jeremy. I mean, I get it. Alcohol, drugs, bad. Your parents died, though. You, you got a little leeway with me. Um, but how could you not like tacos? It honestly completely broke my immersion because I don't know, a seeing a human being that like I got home from school and if like if I if my mom was like, hey, I got tacos for us, I wouldn't be like, fuck yeah. And, Especially like, if I've been high throughout the fucking day. I'm oh like, yeah, he's been smoking weed the tacos? entire day, and, he, and she's like, dude, she's like, I got tacos, and like not that I made tacos, but like I got tacos from like your favorite Mexican restaurant tacos, and he's just like, nah. Something's up this Completely kid. unrealistic. He's 15 years old. There's no way he was like, nah, I don't want them tacos. I, I could know that I did something really bad that day, and I could know that my mom knows. If I walked in the door and she was like, there's tacos in the kitchen, I'd be like, fuck yeah, there is. I'm going to eat these tacos by comeuppance. No matter what, we all know I'm not paying attention to you. I'm going to not pay attention to you while eating tacos. There's tacos in the kitchen. Fuck, there's also a Josh in the kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so... He's like, nah, no nah, thanks, no tacos. At the very least, I'm gonna try to grab the fucking bag of tacos and make a break for it. And then she's just like, okay, the tacos were just bait. I need to talk to you. And he's like, ah, uh, no, thank you again. And she's just like, commands him like a dog. Stop. Come. Sit. Sit. <laughs> yeah. Uh... And then she's basically just trying to go about the whole, trying to teach him a lesson by talking about her life. And she's like, I used to get high. He's like, you used to get high. And she's like, yeah, but it, it's not always as much fun as it's cracked out to be. And he's he didn't like, didn't solve anything. She's going on and on about it. He's like, he's like, he's like spells. He's like, ah, oh, this isn't you being, this isn't you sharing with me. This is you lecturing me. Peace. I don't even want those tacos. <laughs> tacos yeah. untouched. Immersion forever broken. I don't even think they had tacos. There was no tacos there. We never see them. They're in a brown bag. There are no tacos on that set. The tacos are a lie. The tacos are cake. <laughs> Everything's cake. Ah, uh, fuck. Is this podcast cake? Could be. Do you want to do an episode about cake? The band? They don't have episodes, but I could make it work. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out how you cut audio for us to find out they're cake. So, is now when we go back to the hospital? Yeah, we go back to Vicky where she throws her fucking jello at Matt. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's mainly what I remember from this. And then that's like... Hey, you said something about being attacked by a vampire, and, he, and she's like, "No, nah, dude, I was attacked by an animal. What else would have attacked me in the woods? Vampires aren't real you silly." Fucking stupid, bro. And then Jerry shows up and tells her that she needs to get over get over Tyler because Tyler's not been there for her at all, and he's been there for her, and he cares about her, and that Tyler's not even visited her once. I'm like, makes sense on paper. The build is Jeremy now. Tyler's working with a soft nine down there. So, I mean, not only that, but hey, just a spoiler alert. When I Googled the actor for Tyler's age, which I don't even remember now, I found out Tyler's a werewolf. So, what? Take that how that goes. Let me get this straight, right? So, like, the big burly dude with anger problems is a Werewolf? I know, right? You want to know more more interesting things I found out by Googling people's ages? Not yet. Let's save it for later. <laughs> Vicky's all like, yeah, but I'm I really just concerned about how like 
Matt and Elena will react if they find out that we were fucking. Yeah. Because I'm and, and older than you. she's kind of upset you. because when Jeremy comes in, Matt's leaving and Matt's like kind of questioning about why Jeremy's there. And so she's upset about that. She's like, people are going to catch on that we fucked. And she's like, I'm older than you. Plus, you're my classmate's younger brother. Like, what would they think? Yeah. So um, then we transition to Elena and she's knocking and then just walking without permission into Stefan's house. Because the house appears to be empty. But then we hear, like, something creaking in the background. A crow flies, and obviously Damon's there. Because crows are Damon. Yeah, so. Uh, she doesn't know he, that Stefan even had a brother. So this just comes as a pretty big surprise to her. Even though he Stefan didn't lie about having siblings. He's just like, yeah, I'm not close with any of them, though. Like, yeah, in other words, she didn't fucking pay attention. So in the, like, four days now that they've known each other? Still three. Still three? <laughs> yep. She, uh, she hasn't paid a fucking, like, word attention to a word he said and just just like I'm gonna wanna fuck that guy yep ever since I saw his jeans and leather jacket I didn't see what he looked like in them but I saw those and I was like I'm gonna fuck whatever in those clothes so, that, that chin yeah so D- Damon tells Elena about Catherine but he paints it kind of like Catherine's a recent ex of Stefan's not an ex from 145 years ago I mean as a vampire recent is subjective <laughs> yeah but he's only like six years older than Stefan yeah, it's just subjective. I don't know if it's subjective because, like, he he doesn't. I mean, have... are they straight up blood brothers, or are they just considering themselves blood brothers because they're vampires? They're biologically like them. I didn't fucking ask you. I didn't know, but like, no, I, I, I think so they're actual biological brothers. <laughs> yeah, they're both. You can't yeah. be insulting our passengers this way. What if he goes to the committee board? I still have to pee. Fun fact. I installed this little button that automatically opens the passenger doors back there. They're all gonna be fucking sucked by the plane. We before got like we land. thirty or forty more minutes before we land, bro. I've crossed my legs. <laughs> you, um, better, you know how fucking hard it is to get stains out of these seats? <laughs> I know. <laughs> so, Damon is psyching up, like, not like, like sizing up Elena, like, you and, and this is, like, setting things up for, like, the rest of, like, the series, but he's, he, he's eyeballing Elena pretty hard. Yeah, and then Stefan shows up, and... Stefan really doesn't want Damon around Elena at all, so he's a complete dick to Elena. He's like, get the fuck out of my house right now. You can't be here. <laughs> are, you, are you kidding me? A woman invited to my home without being asked? Without being invited? And you're still wearing the pants? Where's the dress I got you? The pants in my house? Goddamn, next thing you're going to know, you're going to vote in the next election. Actually, I'm running for student council president. <laughs> A woman in a position. I, I one vampire show where they act like. Well, okay, so that, that show is what we do in the shadows. It's great, but <laughs> it's actually great. There's, I mean, a, there's also a movie. In the show, but the yeah. show is good. Yeah, the movie's wild. Well, okay, so this is a three out of three upvote on go to, going to watch what we, what we do in the shadows. Hella good. Has <laughs> <laughs> Reese Darby? Sure, he's not super important, but it's Reese Darby. So. The, the, the entire structure of this episode is like, if it happens, cut back to Vicky. If it happens, cut back to Vicky, right? Well, here here we cut back to Elena, who's now at her, at her house, and she's talking to her aunt, and she's like, telling him, like, he has issues with a past ex, and um, her aunt's just like, well, at least it's ex issues, and not mommy issues, or cheating issues, or amphetamine issues. <laughs> I love Jenna. I really do. She's like the best. Yeah. Uh, so then we come back to Vicky. Well, no, we no? don't. No, because right now we we then get Jeremy returning home, uh, and yeah. he's stoned out of his fucking mind. <laughs> he's like, hey, man, Jenna, the fucking tacos are really rushing my mind. So Jenna tries to intercept him, 
but he's headed upstairs. So then she throws whatever she was cutting at him, and it was like either a pepper or a green tomato or something. Uh, as my notes state, asserts parental authority. Yeah, he's like, I get it. You used to be cool. I don't need to hear more of your of your old stories. And she's like, Nah, dude, stop skipping classes or you're fucking grounded forever. And he shrugs it off. He's like, Good night. I'm going to bed. <laughs> See you, loser. Yeah. yeah. I think he actually said something like, Oh, parental authority. I'm going to bed now. Bye. <laughs> yeah. Uh, then we come back to the hospital. Yeah, then we see Vicky, like, rolling around in bed, groaning. Each, each time we come back to Vicky, she still works, like, well, it's, like, worse and worse. Yeah, worse. and Matt's in a chair sleeping here. Yeah, so she gets up and goes to the bathroom, and we see her looking at her neck. And which, then, I mean, this kind of implies to me that possibly she's been turned, possibly, just from the groaning and the uncomfortableness, but I don't fucking know, like, how they turn vampi- people into vampires in this. And then we see Damon flashing the mirror behind her, like, He's just there, then he isn't. And then, I have a note here on my notes, it's hard to tell if this is all in her mind or if it's for real, but then we find out that it's all in her mind because she tries to wake Matt up, and Matt's face changes into Damon's face, but it's all vampy looking. And then she wakes up and Matt's not there. Yeah, so it was all in her head. Like I said, it's hard to tell if it was in her head or not. Oh, super hard. I was talking about about Damon being in the mirror, but the entire thing. Yeah. (laughs) Hell, this person's going to be all more of Vicky's crazy drug dreams. You never will never know. Actually, the entire show is just Jeremy's crazy joking. Oh, it's how he's coping with his parents' death. Oh, no. <laughs> That's the only real part. Oh, so, he doesn't even have a sister. It's just a fractured part of his psyche dealing with it in a different manner. We cut to the school festival, which is the, the next day. So now now Elena and Stefan have known each other for four days. So that was keeping track at home. Um, and this is uh, the night of the Comet Festival. And Bonnie and Elena are talking about Stefan and Elena's relationship in quotations marks. I'd like to point out it's been four days and they still haven't fucked. What the fuck is wrong with these kids? Move it so damn slow. <laughs> and Elena's like, kind of like just writing it off. She's like, it's not really even really a relationship. We like met, talked, hung out a little bit, but like it never went any further. We never texted or emailed or called each other. So like, eh, is it a relationship if we don't use our phones? <laughs> in the modern world, no. Um, I don't think so. So then we got to Stefan and his nephew talking about how Damon is a risk to all of them, including the non-vampire, I, whose name I forgot. What's this nephew's name? Zach. Zach. Yeah. He's like, Damon's even a risk to me. And I'm not even a vampire, dude. Like, can you get control of your brother? <laughs> to which Stefan's kind of like, not really. <laughs> then, we, then we hop to the grill because, again, back, back, bouncing back and forth between Vicky and everything. Vicky's no longer in the hospital. Yay. Yeah. And instead, she's bitching about how she has to go back to work immediately, and you think that getting attacked by something in the woods would give you an extra couple days off. And Jeremy's like, they at least give you some good pills? And she's like, she's like, no, they didn't give me anything. I think they were on to me. And he's like, here's some pills for the pain. And she's just like, ooh, cool, I'm going to take all of these at once. Nope. I'm not going to even look at them and make sure you're not trying to date rape me. Uh, Jeremy's like, those were Tic Tacs, Becky. You have a problem. I'm, I'm worried. <laughs> so, Tyler approaches to ask her how she's doing, and she's just like, now. Not yesterday when I was in the hospital, or the night before when I went to the hospital. Now, the night after I got out of the hospital. I couldn't fuck when you were in the hospital. You want to know how I was doing? And she just like blows him off, which is excellent, because I don't know anything about Tyler's character as a whole yet. All I know is he kind of seems like a douchebag. Um, I assume you like him because he's he's all furry and. Okay. Um, brief aside again. 
uh, Chris likes werewolves more than vampires, but very specifically, I like the big, like, nine-foot-tall, big old wolfmen, uh, which are hard to come by in television shows because it's, like, budget. I mean, Teen Wolf had some. Hell yeah, they did. Yeah. Teen Wolf had, like, a 12-foot-tall vampire. vampire. I mean, a 12-foot-tall werewolf. Oh, so then we jump back to the Comet Fest after after Vicky blows Tyler off, and Elena runs directly into Stefan, um, who she hasn't seen since he kicked her out of his house yesterday. <laughs> and Stefan talks about the Comet and how it's stuck on a path that he can't control, and he kind of feels like he's on a path he can't control, and he's like, sorry about yesterday. Uh, and she's she's upset because um, he never told her about her, his brother again. They've known each other for four days. Also, he mentioned siblings. She just didn't fucking pay attention. Yeah. They've known each other for four days. Elena also tells Stefan that um, Damon told her about Catherine. And then Elena ta- starts talking about how they both have too much complication going on to, like, date or, like, fuck. Because yeah. who, who's talking about dating? <laughs> Mind you, I, I'm assuming the only thing that Stefan really hears is that she's over Matt. And then she bells. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah. So then we cut to Vicky, and Vicky is leaving the bar, and she sees Damon sitting at the bar and recognizes him, and she walks up to him, and she's like, hey, I know you. I recognize you. And he's like, that just sounds like it's bad for you. Yeah. So she goes to the bathroom, and he goes to the bathroom, and he attacks her again. Yeah, she gets kidnapped. Yep. So then Jeremy's looking for Vicky. He's like, dude, I can't find her anywhere. And he goes up to the table where Tyler's sitting, and he's like, hey, have you guys seen Vicky? And Tyler's like... Why? You want to stalk her some more? Yeah, he doesn't really give a fuck. Like, everyone at the table generally doesn't give a fuck, and it's kind of an asshole to Jeremy about it. And this is where James, Jeremy just explodes his yeah, load. Yeah. He's like, I see it. It's he's like telling them about how him and Vicky fucked over and over again, and nobody believes him. He's, he's a 15-year-old kid. And, he, and he's like, he, look, he looks directly at Matt, and he's like, not Matt. He, he looks directly at Tyler, he's like, and I didn't even have to force her. And, like, the table, like, gives Matt a weird side-eye, but Matt, like... Tyler. Tyler, yeah, Matt's her brother. The, the table gives t- You're Tyler about a different show. <laughs> the, the table gives Tyler this weird side eye, and Tyler like gets super fucking mad and starts to get up and like get in Jeremy's face. Um, but then Matt interrupts and he's like, "Hey, we need to find my sister." So yeah, yeah. Matt, while looking for his sister, then confronts Stefan because he's like, "Hey, I saw you at the hospital yesterday. What the fuck were you doing with my sister at the hospital?" <laughs> and he's like. It's a big fucking hospital, dude. Y'all wasn't even in your sister's fucking room. Yeah. Um, yeah. I like how Stefan's explanation so far as to why he's been in places just been like, all kinds of fucking people are here. It's a public place. Shit happens. And he's always You right. are not the center of the fucking universe. Like, Matt's like, we're the hospital. And he's just like, I was visiting someone else. There's more than just your sister at the hospital. And Matt's like, fuck, you got me. It, like, drops it. Yeah. So during this confrontation between Stefan and Matt... Um, Stefan hears Dem- Damon and Vicky, and then he notices they're on a roof, and he just, like, goes from ground level to, like, eight stories in the air. Okay, no, I think that looks good, right? No, yeah, it looks good. Because he, like, darts forward and kind of, like, like finishes the motion on the roof. Like, it True. was, like, because if, like, Twilight's the worst, but if you, like, speed up people running, mm. looks like garbage. Right. Hot, hot garbo. But good, good camera work, like, oh, he's fast, he got on the roof. How you make people look like they're running fast is have them do running motion, running in slow motion, and then you put a motion blur effect on it, say in red and yellow, and you make sure they tell you their name is Barry Allen and they're the Flash. The fastest man alive. Love the CW. <laughs> so, on the roof, yeah. um, Stefan and Damon kind of have an encounter, and Damon 
hypnotizes Vicky into thinking Stefan attacked her. He's like, well, if you're not going to eat... And he's like, well, now you have a situation. You can eat her or you can hypnotize her. But you can't hypnotize her because you're not as good as me. So your option is to eat her or let her ruin your life. Take your pick. <laughs> pick your poison. Yeah. Choose, Spider-Man! I mean, yeah, that's briefly after Damon like commented about how Stefan looks really weak because it took so much energy for him to hypnotize her the fucking first time. Yeah, and then Stefan, Stefan says up for himself and he's like, Dude, I'd rather be dead and not have to deal with your shit anymore than have to eat another human. Like, I legit just don't want to eat a human so much that I'd rather she tells everybody I'm a vampire and somebody drives a stake through my heart because you, you fucking suck. Yeah, because uh, right before that, Damon was interrogating her about what attacked and he's like, oh, he changed it. And then when um, Stefan does show up, she kind of remembers because she sees Stefan mm-hmm. and his uh, whole compelling thing was, pretty fucking weak because he hasn't eaten yeah so hearing Stefan be like dude I'd rather be dead than deal with your shit Damon's like oh well fuck if you're dead I can't fuck with you so he like pulls Vicky in and whispers in her ear and he just makes her forget the whole thing yeah and then he like lets her go and um Vicky's like how'd I get here I guess I was very high on drugs and very high on drugs. I took a lot of pills. <laughs> Makes sense to me. <laughs> yep. And so we got to back to Vicky and Matt who are back inside the grill. Uh, Matt thanks Stefan for finding Vicky safe and sound on top of a roof somewhere. <laughs> you crazy fucking thing. Your sister's on a fucking roof. Uh, yeah. And then Bonnie like talks to Stefan because Elena's already left. He's Bonnie's talking to Stefan and she's like, hey, um, Elena really likes texting and email, so here's her contact information. Maybe, like, reach out to her at some point. Like, actually being a fucking bro. Yeah, and yeah, then she touches really nice. She touches Stefan's hand when she gives him the number and has some type of vision flash, and, like, we don't know what it is. But then we cut to Elena's house, where Gina is going through Jeremy's stuff. She's like, man, there's drugs here somewhere, and I fucking know it. I just know that I'll find these druggies. She doesn't really find any drugs. She finds a um, bong and a pipe, but no actual drugs. Yeah. Yeah. Just paraphernalia, not actual drugs. Just much, drug, much lesser sentence. Just drug paraphernalia. You know, enough for a police officer to shoot you. Those are all paperweights <laughs> that I bought. Hey, if he hasn't actually used them to smoke drugs or do drugs, they're not drug paraphernalia yet. They're um, tobacco pipes. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, he's 15. Shit. Um, um, um. <laughs> No, but uh, Gina's tearing the room completely apart, and then like Elena, like kind of like 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 walks in the room and is like, oh, Gina, right? Yeah. And um, then she just weeps to Elena that their mom was so much better at all this stuff, and she's just horrible, and she's a failure. And it turns out the only reason Gina like feels so bad about herself is because the history teacher's a fucking dick. Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. She specifically is like the history te- like the history teacher was telling me how bad of a parent I am, and like, she just believed him. Like, so, obviously, Jeremy's behavior is not ideal, right? No. But I do think Jenna is a good mom, where she's just like, I trust my kids. I understand they're, they're at the age where they're going to make mistakes. My job as a parent is, like, not to, like, well, it's kind of to chat, but it's, you know, help pick them up, dust them off, be like, okay, what lesson did you learn from that? Okay, keep having fun. She's also in this spot where I can't, like, push myself extremely hard as their parent, because I'm not their fucking parents, and their parents died. Four fucking months ago. It's fresh. Yep. So, after that, um, we cut back to the Mystic Grill. 
where Jamie Jeremy sees Vicky making out with Tyler again because apparently after Vicky got high, she's just like, you know what? It's okay that Tyler didn't visit me. I still want his dick. Um, so then outside the grill, we see Caroline, and she's, she's being stalked by Damon now, and they have their first actual conversation. She's like, down with that. Though. That's been like a tiny thread in the background of all this we haven't really mentioned. She saw him at the end of the last episode, she's like, I want to fuck that guy. She saw him at the end of the last episode, she saw him at the festival in this episode, and they finally have their first conversation, and Damon's a cocky dickhead because he's a cocky dickhead. Nope. So then we cut to Elena. She's arriving at Stefan's house, uninvited again. Oh, she's about to be arriving. <laughs> she's got balls. Yeah. And this time, though, he's like, hey, you can come inside, probably because his brother's not there. Yeah. You know? And then she's like, no, because we can't see the comet inside. So then we see them look at the comet. She, like, apologizes like three, t- apologizes, like, three times here for showing up to his place uninvited last time. And I guess this time, because... <laughs> And we find out that she's been writing in her vampire diary, sorry, mortal diary, um, since her mother got her one when she was 10. Yes. And, like, they both talk about how they're afraid to, like, they're afraid of risking the chance of being happy, so they're, like, self-sabotaging intentionally because neither of them can be happy because she's a 17-year-old girl. Yeah. And because he's he's, a vampire. He's 100%. Like, it doesn't even matter. Yeah, he's just a vampire. They can't be happy. That's that's rules. (laughs) Um, so then they kiss and they go from kissing to like straight up making out because, you know, 162 year old vampire, 17 year old high school girl. And that fucking CW fucking make out music fucking kicks in. And then simultaneously we cut to a shot of Damon, who is assuredly equally as old vampire, fucking a, another 17 year old named Caroline. 100%. Yep. And, uh, then he goes all bad. End of episode. Yeah, he goes all vamp. Whoa! He goes all vamp, bites her. She screams. Episode ends. Um, before we get to the end, the end of our the, our intakes on this series, I know I've already touched on it, but God fucking damn it! I'm 170 year old vampire should not be fucking 17 year old girls. I mean, they're only like 10 times her age. 10 well, times her age. But even then, even if like, like it's like yeah, it's like a, I'm pretty sure Damon's posing as like. A 23, 24 year old. Yeah. Which means he's also, the quote unquote best case is that he's a 23 year old fucking a 17 year old girl. Okay, so just to put this in like terms of like real people, I know this is a fictional world, but like Justice said, he's 10 times older than her. So if we stop and think, when would it be okay in real life to fuck somebody 10 times younger than you? Um, what's your question? Never. Like you'd have to like, exactly. they'd have to be like 20 and you'd have to be 200, which, um, it's still not okay, but at least you're both consenting adults, even though one of you are very dead. <laughs> uh, my fellow, that's not consenting, then. Fair point. So, never. It's never okay. I hate vampire romances so much. So, since you hate vampire romances so much, what did you think of the first episodes of Vampire Diaries? My, my notes say, I love vampire romance stories. Period. They're all so fucking creepy. (laughs) Okay, so I love dramas and supernatural shit and like vampire stories and werewolf stories and like that's just shit I like. And high school and middle school me, so a decade ago, had an easier time like writing off the idea of this giant age gap. And I don't know why, but like 
I've grown as an individual since then, and um, that's not okay. Both personally and chronologically. I don't know, like, I'm sure this show is good. I'm sure it actually gets good. You've assured me that. But... But you don't judge them I say, you judge it on the first two episodes. I do. And based on the first two episodes, I can't condone a series where a 170-year-old vampire is trying to fuck a chick because he looks like her dead ex. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. Justice? So, again, like, the world and the setting seems like it's pretty neat. And the plot for the second episode held together a lot better than the first. And you're in an interesting conundrum because you've already started the sequel series to this. Yeah, I started the spinoff Legacies, which was dope, and I didn't realize it was a spinoff. Um, fun fact, not nearly as problematic because it focuses on a school where they're all supernaturals, so vampires be fucking vampires. Yeah, I it's love good. <laughs> yeah, no, no, it is Supernatural X-Men, and I'm down for that shit. Wait, American Horror Story Season 3? <laughs> yeah. Overall, if we ignore the cringy vampire bullshit, which I can't blame you if you can't do that, because I have a hard time doing it. Hi. I think the show actually has some pretty good potential. Like I said, it's the world and the setting that mainly intrigue me. The drama isn't really well established yet because it's just, um, well, it's classic. I'm a really, really old vampire and... Now that girl looks like a girl I fucked before. I want to fuck him again. So, I missed something in my take, though. There is something about the show that I do want to, like, follow through and, like, watch all the way through. But it's not Elena and Stefan's story. I care about Jeremy. I want, yes, I, if the I, show just focused on Jeremy. I want Jeremy to, like, I want to follow Jeremy and see him, like, get better. Spoiler alert, Justice. Jeremy doesn't get better. He gets dead. <laughs> Arguably for some, then I consider that better. So... Throughout this entire episode, right, we've kind of, like, broken the co-pilot's rule of, like, no future spoilers, right? Yeah. And since we've broken the rules, it's you can break it, right? I've prepared a little game, right? Uh, okay. So, I have here... Oh, hold on. Before we start your game, what's your take on just these two episodes? Yeah, just these two. Um, because I'm a sucker for this shit, right? I'm a sucker for, um, vampire teen drama bullshit... I would probably keep watching it because, too, especially, like, it's quarantine, da 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 I literally have nothing better to do. It's all seven seasons are on Netflix, so I definitely, like, turn it on while I'm shiny hunting in Sword and Shield. Like, And, and if you get interested in this, there's not just this, the one spinoff series, Legacies. There's another spinoff series, The Originals. And The Originals follow, you know, The Original Vampires. It does them, like, super, like, all powerful being super, super well. And I, I learned this this week. Like, apparently, like, uh, the originals is in Rotten Tomatoes, like, top ten TV series of all time. Like, it's like, if you have, like, Vampire Masquerade, Vampires Ruling Cities, Political Intrigue, that's the originals. Right? It's not teen drama. It's, like, intrigue. We are millennia old, so we, like, kind of don't give a fuck about humans. Like... That sounds legitimately good. It's, it's great. But for this game... Okay. We got a game. I have I have every main cast, every main cast member, and I want you guys to guess the supernatural being that they either ter- turn into or are revealed to be. Okay. okay and I thought we, I can just say it. You both guess, and well, then I'll say the answer. Hold on. I've got an object. Putting it in one of my hands. You, if you choose the the hand that has the object, you you get to take the first guess, Justice. My left or right hand. Left. 
It's in the left hand. This is my right hand, bro. It's my left. Oh, no, God. I'll get first guess. Okay. If I fuck up, it's yours. Okay, so you can get the most points. Let's do it. Cool, cool. Okay. So, the first character I have is Elena. Elena. I don't... Obviously, she turns into a vampire, just as you can have the point, too. Okay. So, <laughs> so you're both correct. She is a vampire, but... Because she's Bella Swan. But she is also, whether it's a doppelganger. Oh, what the fuck's a doppelganger? Um, they are important to various prophecies, and she is Catherine's doppelganger. She's a copy of Catherine. Like, not just, like, personality-wise, too? Like No. Okay. Not, so, okay. More, more, future, more future spoilers, Catherine shows up because she's a vampire. The same actress plays both characters. Mm. And okay. kudos to her... She does it, like, her entire body language changes when she's Catherine. Catherine, a raging bitch. Cool. It's so... I know. I've, I've played the game, Catherine. I already know that. <laughs> With a K or a C? Or a Q. So, <laughs> the next character on my list, Tyler. Um, Tyler, werewolf. Yeah, so, actually, I'm just gonna take the Elena point. You can have the Tyler point. Yeah, I'll take the Tyler point. We're 1-1. One, one. Um, so, uh, Tyler... I know how packs work. Tyler is a werewolf, but does not end as a werewolf intriguing tyler becomes a hybrid yeah he becomes a very vampire werewolf because that's a thing and there is one character in legacy who is a vampire werewolf witch so okay what? so mind you her vampire blood isn't activated yet because yes. she hasn't died for the first time i have a question yes is the entire football team werewolves please tell me yes sadly no it's oh, so good so it's okay, okay, is so, tyler the alpha um no. Do they have alphas? Yes. Yes. Okay. Um, I, I'll, I'll give you both two points. Where I'll give you. All right. So, Jeremy. Okay. So I know Jeremy dies, right? So he. I'll give, give this to you. He dies and gets resurrected. Oh. Interesting. Is he a zombie? Hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, if he's not a zombie, the other go-to answer is vampire, but it's not going to be that. Okay. So, Jeremy. Becomes a hunter. Are hunters animal like species? They are a super not, not like a super, they're like created by witches a long time ago. So there are seven of them at any given time. They're not particularly supernatural. They're preternatural. Yes, and whenever one dies, a new hunter is selected in the world. Okay, cool. cool. So instead of vaguely hunter of the reckoning, vague, yes. Oh, I was thinking cool. Buffy. Instead of oh, only one slayer, slayer, there are seven. Well, there's not just one slayer. Like yeah, because by the end of the fucking series, there's over. There's like three or four active slayers that we personally know yeah. about. Yeah. Um, no, no. With the case, the reason I love Empire Diaries is because it is the closest any TV show has been to the world of darkness. That's fair. Yeah. Just one. Are zombies a thing? I was just guessing. There it is. Yes. Okay. Not in the show. Like that. Yeah, but they are in the overall universe because of legacies. Yes. So. Cool. Bonnie. That's yours. Oh, Bonnie. I mean, I assume she becomes a witch since she's a psychic. And she's descended from witches. I'm, yeah, I'm on the witch board here. Like, well, we point. Not only is she a witch, she is arguably the most powerful witch in the series. Like, in the world. That's right. cool. Carolyn. That's mine. Um, Carolyn. Vampire. I'm going to go with Vampire. She's a vampire. High five. Jenna. Um, she gets a dead too, so uh, this is yours, sorry. I wanna I, I want this to be a trick question, because I like her how she is. 
she stays human. She she she's just a dead. She's a, she becomes a corpse. That's that's what's special about her. She dies. So she's a vampire for about ten minutes because he's a vampire for a ritual, <laughs> and then she dies. Ah, boo! Awesome. Okay. I just like the idea that she died, and that's what you were playing on. Like she turned <laughs> into a corpse. No. So I. It's four four for our audience, real fast. The reason why I knew that Tyler was a werewolf and that Jenna t- died and that Jeremy died is because, like Chris mentioned earlier, all of these actors are adults playing teenagers, and I was like. I wonder how old these actors really are. And like, clack, 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 the Googles. And when I typed in Vampire Diaries, Aunt Jenna, Google was like, death? (laughs) When I typed in, clack, 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 Vampire Diaries, Tyler, it was like, Vampire Diaries, Tyler, werewolf? (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Also, Jeremy is also technically an immortal because he has a, he has a family ring that if, um, if a person wearing the ring is killed by a supernatural being, they get resurrected. Oh, neat, neat. So he's the strongest hunter ever, as long as he has his ring. Yeah. Yeah, cool, okay. cool. So, in the 4-4, the tiebreaker, right? You're on this one first. Vicky. She beca- she is one supernatural creature, then another. Give me both in order. Okay. In order. In order. So first, she's a blank. Vampire. She's a blank. And then witch. Okay. Is there like a notable, notable difference between like vampires and psychics? I mean, where psychics and witches in this series? No, Bonnie's a witch. Okay, so, oh, uh, so okay, um, I'm gonna go. Obviously, I'm on the vampire track, right? Because she was acting. Yeah. So, I'm thinking vampire. There's only seven hunters, so that makes fuck it. Vampire hunter, like that'd be a cool story arc. Okay. So she is a vampire. She gets turned. Da da. And then she's a ghost for a season. Mm. Because they kill her because, like, she's like, the vampire's fucking great. And Damon's like, can't have you running around, babe. Kills her. And then and then a side effect of being resurrected by the ring is that sometimes it turns you to, like, a person that can talk to ghosts. Uh, and because you like, your soul goes to the world of the dead and comes back. Um, so, yeah, she's a, a ghost. And she's like... Jeremy, I ain't my bag. I, I hate it here. The other side, the other side. <laughs> hey, Jeremy. Even though I ignored you, you want to fuck? You you should totally like pay attention to me because you're the only person I can talk to now. Because whenever a supernatural person dies, they don't go to heaven or hell. They go to this weird, this weird like, like almost like purgatory thing called the other side. Okay, so I don't know. I mean, four four. It was it was a tie. Thanks for playing. Okay, so before we actually wrap everything up. We have another guest later coming up in a, in a future episode, but I want to give all our guests an opportunity to plug anything they want. They have they want to plug. Like, doesn't have to be your thing, but like anything you want to talk about, go ahead. I have nothing to plug. Uh, you can find me on various social media at um at Beefy Ghost. I don't use social media very often. Lately on Twitter, I just been like retweeting various political things. Um, but yeah, thanks for having me, guys. Thank you. Yeah. Thank um, you. Next time, knock before you open the cabin door, maybe. Yeah, I'll think about it. I'm going to go to first class and piss behind a seat real fast. So, <laughs> I mean, we're, we're landing like uh, five minutes. I don't care. <laughs> I'm going to be honest with you. First class is just the same as coach. We just put a curtain in between. Oh, God damn it. <laughs> the funny thing is he thought first class was different. Yeah, I know. We anyways, just charged more for the tickets. Yeah. Anyways, though, thank you for flying with us. 